Hi, welcome back to Let's Talk Records. Uh, we have a very special episode today. We have Brett and Tim from the Keep Up podcast. I am so excited to have them here. We're talking about two very special albums. Jen has an album that she's been really excited to share, knowing that we would eventually have this uh, dynamic, well, I can't say duo because there's four of us. So what would that be? <laughs> dynamic <laughs> quad, quadruple. Fab four. Uh, the Fab four. She's very Oh, excited. I like that. I'm down. I'm down. Gay in uh, space. She's, okay, in space. <laughs> she's very excited to talk about it. Um, I, on the other hand, she texted me and she was like, so did you think of an album yet? And I was like, give me like five minutes. <laughs> um, and pick this one. through my, my catalog. <laughs> yeah, and pick this one. But um, super, super pumped to have you. Um, thank you. This will be so interesting because you were our first guests on our podcast. So I'm, you know, I'm honored to have you guys because you've been doing this for way longer than us and know way more about podcasting and have... <laughs> more under your belt so thank you for joining if doing something longer means you know more than i, I guess i can't right? <laughs> we're super stoked um yeah this is awesome yeah we're both like uh I, we're both big fans of the podcast and i love the concept and i love you both as people and i'm just excited and i'm glad we get to be on here and thank you and tim do you want to say anything thank you awesome there it is <laughs> So I want to introduce everyone to you guys. So we have Brett and Tim from the Keep Up Podcast. And the Keep Up Podcast, if I had to sum it up, is a show in which you jam all good parts of relevant and past um, pop culture and entertainment into these crazy episodes where you laugh a lot and sometimes you argue. I instigated one of those. <laughs> and it's just crazy all of the content that you bring to the table over the span of like one episode you really do keep up with everything going on and it's it's a cool way to tune in just to jump into an episode here and there and um, when I do that I'm like oh cool I know everything that's going on in the Marvel universe on the internet um, you know all that crazy stuff so where did that come from <laughs> why did why did this start um, okay so the keep up we well the podcast initially started even before like the idea of the keep up and the podcast was we just want to talk about specifically uh crimson peak i don't know if you guys saw that movie but yeah it's a, uh, a guillermo del toro movie with tom hiddleston um it was it was like a ghost story it was the whole reason we want to talk about it is because we were so we had to talk about it we really yeah. we needed to talk about it because it was so meh the movie it was a bait and switch the trailer it was very much marketed our very first episode is just us being so confused about what this movie was in retrospect i really, really like it. yeah um but that's neither here nor there this is not an episode of the keep up right, right um but yeah that pretty much started it we were like i don't know how to discuss this outside of of recorded open to the public right forum. right like we could talk to each other we talked about it on the car ride home to do the yeah. podcast and i was like more i must i must say more didn't we do it that night where we mm -hmm. we did the podcast right after the movie we're like we have to talk about yeah. it. yeah um but yeah the idea of the keep up is we are always always trying to just keep up on media we're mm -hmm. trying to play all the games watch all the movies do all that um so it was kind of a cool way to incorporate our love of all media 
uh, and and give us an excuse to catch up with it, what mm-hmm. we missed and what people may not want to take the time to listen to or watch or, or play or whatever. Um, so it's a public service, really, really? At, at the yes. end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is always telling Brett what, <laughs> what parts of the podcast I love the most. So I'll be like... <laughs> The other day when you guys were talking about Blue Corn Moon, I was losing it. And it's just like my favorite thing. I'll be like listening to it on the way to work and I'm like dying. So I appreciate your your banter back and forth. It's just, I love it. It's so good. Yeah. And I like, Jen, that you said you can kind of just like jump in whenever because um, that's the goal. Like there's no continuity except for the random, like Blue Corn Moon will probably reference at some point. Nobody will know what we're talking about. But um, the interaction's dope too because when you suggested Hell Yeah, that's like one of my favorite conversations we've ever had. Um, (laughs) We were so torn, which was my favorite. It was so entertaining to listen to. But that's the fun part. (laughs) Sometimes you guys source material from your viewers or listeners. I don't know what we want to call them. Indulgers. And... Um, it's pretty sick. So that was like, like so fun to see what everyone else came up with and make you guys stay on your toes a little bit. Mm. Yeah. 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 I like that. It's fun. Podcasting's fun. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. is. And today will be fun too. I'm pumped. So you want to introduce the albums we, um, chose for our guests? Yes. Yes. So Jen chose technology by Don Broco. And I chose Hot Fuss, Hot Fuss by the Killers. Um, And, you know, usually the way that we kind of start off talking about, you know, start off with these podcasts is just talking about like um, our first impressions of the album. So um, I would love to know from both of you what your first impressions of of both of these albums were i i think we should start with technology i don't know about you jen but i think that's where we should start well i guess i have a few things to say before we dive into individual albums because yeah go ahead i had some thoughts on both of them because okay when i gave technology and you gave hot fuss i was mm-hmm. like Hmm, this is interesting because we usually end up picking albums that there's like a clear indication of a similarity, whether yes. they're both solo artists or similarities of time spans when these albums came out or whatever the case. This one really, I was like, I love both albums, but mm-hmm. I was like, what is like, what is the connection going to be? There's always something and there is. So okay, good, because I could not think of anything. I was like, so, they both do good music. <laughs> they both make good things. I mean, true. I 100% would love to sit down with the Don Broco guys and be like, yo, so you're influenced by the killers. Like, I mean, everyone is at this point, if you're alternative music and like you do anything in a pop alternative way, I feel like it's hard not to be influenced by the killers, but I do see pockets of Don Broco's work where it's like, you're definitely taking in some of the stuff the killers is doing. But what I found interesting was I found a couple of websites that literally explained Don Broco as um, bring me the horizon meets the killers. Oh my God. And two different places did this. And I was like, oh, that's actually perfect. Like, that's a really good way to explain them. Um, Because Don Broco was so, 
bizarre. I think a yeah. lot of people still don't know where to categorize them. That's definitely where um, I'm still at. Every, I think everyone still is. I mean, I'm still there too. Like no one knows what box to put them in. Cause I don't think they fit in a box, but I really liked the idea that people were kind of looking at the killers and seeing a similarity. So I thought that was really funny that, um, you know, we have them paired up. There's our, it's a, it's a light connection, but someone else made it. Yeah, two other it's people made specific. it. I'd say it Isn't counts. it? Yeah. yeah. Well, what's funny is, like you said, Jen, every with every album that we choose for each other, there's never any pre-planning to that. Like, we've nope. just been like, okay, like, it's always a surprise. This is what album I'm going to give you. And we always end up being like, holy shit, these albums were, like, made for each other. Like, somehow, like, we magically picked these albums and they ended up just being, like, friends. And then with these two, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> this might have been our first. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, I will like, I say this. <laughs> but I think it would make a pretty interesting tour to have the Don Broco guys open for the killers. Like, I yeah. kind of don't think that would be so much of a disaster. No, I think you're right. I think it could definitely work. But yeah, as far as like, we usually have that section where we're like the similarities. I was like, question mark, like (laughs) no idea. So I just went right into, right into first impression. And I was like, no clue. But I mean, they're not even, I love that country. Like, yeah, (laughs) right. But you're right. If someone, cause the killers have been around since 2004 is when they came Mm -hmm. out with this is their you know, half us debut, debut Yeah, debut album. And if you, I'm sure Don. But Bro- are Don Broco? Are they English? Yeah, they're British. Yep. So I think I think Mr. Brightside blew up in England first. That's kind of like where they blew Makes up. Sense. So oh, there's kind of a connection sense. there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he was probably a little bit. Well, like you said, Jen, like there's, you know, they were such a huge influence at the time, like when emo like was a thing like back in 2004 and like I can only imagine that they were probably jamming out to Mr. Brightside and being like they had to have been I want to do music and then they ended up doing music so it's like I want to do music (laughs) (laughs) there it is let's do some music (laughs) that sounds right to me I don't know now I do want to say yeah I totally thought the killers were from the 80s the late 80s. Wow. This is how bad that. I am with music. No, that's no. kind of awesome. <laughs> I think that's not, I, a, I, not a bad judgment. That's a true I, first I impression. And, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, when we talk about the album, I can tell you specifically which songs that I got that vibe from. But yeah, every time we hear about the Killers, I thought they were late 80s. Like, that's, wow. it. that's how bad I am with music. Though, There's that a I lot just, of new wave in their stuff, I feel like. But we'll yeah. probably... We'll, talk about but it was very funny that yeah they the mr brightside specifically 2004 mm-hmm. you thought yeah yep. yeah i thought i thought that was like 89 <laughs> wow that's Yikes. amazing awesome. so it's i learned a lot about myself yeah me too it's been, a journey. it's been a self-discovery journey that's great i'm so glad yeah. we instilled mm-hmm. that <laughs> for you. you go ahead brett i just can't get over the fact that because you knew Mr. Brightside, right? Yeah. So when you first heard that, you thought it was like 30 years old. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. I actually didn't connect that the Killers did that song until yeah. I heard it. I was awesome. like, oh, I guess they did that. This is awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome. I'm not judging you. It's... No, it's okay. Please judge me. Like I said, I'm, I'm comedic you. relief. 
<laughs> I'm only not because I knew Jen was. That's why. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, no, I want to know because I have a lot to say about Don Broco and how I feel. Um, about the fucking, how do you feel? I've been like waiting for this fucking moment. I, I know just I say, haven't said anything. <laughs> even if you haven't checked them out, just knowing me, like this, this name is just jammed down everyone's throat every like mm-hmm. two to three weeks. 100%. So I feel like you went into this with maybe some preconceived thoughts. Definitely. I did. And I know the type of music that you listen to. So I honestly was like a little bit surprised with this because it is just so weird um, because at first you're like, okay, yeah, like, and, and like knowing who they've been on tour with, like they went on tour with state champs. They went on tour with against the current, which are two very, we talked about against the current in our, in, well, it's not out yet, but we talked about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> it coming. It's coming. Um, but thinking about those two bands are very pop punk heavy. And it's funny, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know. And this is kind of going back to what we were talking about. Like, I wouldn't even know what category to put Don Broco in. It doesn't fit anywhere because if there's no. parts of it that sound like rap. There's parts of it that are super techno. There's parts of it that are very like heavy metal there. I don't know. Like, I'm very confused. I'm still very confused. I, I've listened to the album in entirety three times now and I still cannot wrap my brain around it so I guess that's kind of like where I am at right now and like a first impression is just like it's interesting because I feel like they landed in this place where they tour with those types of bands because maybe that's the closest to where they fit but what's really interesting and genuine about them is that they really are just them at the end of the day yes you really can't compare them to anyone else out there and there's not very many times you can say that about any artist like and so that's a huge win for them and I have so much respect for someone who's able to you know a band that's able to do that to actually do that so I that brings me to my understanding of like why you enjoy them because there's so many facets of music that you enjoy where they just like can creep in in any way. So I get that now. Like I understand that now. Um, How I feel. (laughs) Is it intriguing? It is. It is intriguing. I think I'd like to listen to their other albums. Yes. Um, you know, because I just from seeing like reading interviews and watching like some YouTube videos um, of people interviewing them, it seems like every album is just wildly different from one another. So that's cool. That's intriguing to me. I think um, this <laughs> like it just immediately punches you in the head. Like the first song, you're just like, <laughs> like I'm entered into Don Broco world all of a sudden. Um, and what's funny is I was like, I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Like until I started looking at the lyrics, I was like, I have no idea what's happening, which is different from a lot of like our previous albums we've shared and different from music I listen to because you can pretty clearly get an interpretation of maybe what an artist is trying to say. Uh, here it was just like sound and music and sound and lyrics and guitar and like 
I don't even know, just happening all at one time that felt so chaotic to me. And I was like, okay, I have to like slow this down for myself somehow. And like we got, we got there. Um, so that's, that was my first impression. <laughs> I don't hate it. I definitely don't hate it. I wouldn't pick up this album and be like, oh, you know what? I'm feeling done broco today. I don't know that that will ever happen for me. It will. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> everything you just said is exactly what I went through when I first was introduced to John Broco. Mm. So the way they came at me was that state champs against the current tour. Okay. I was going with my brother, Matt and Matt always finds weird music all over the place. I understand some of it's good, like some of it's weird that knowing Matt was a fan of yes. them. I'm like, Oh, this totally makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I get it. He's just like anything weird, throw it at me and I'm going to love it. So it's very, yeah. He'll listen to like some weird backwoods, something on Spotify with three listeners. And then he'll listen to Drake. Like he's a weird kid, but he was so psyched when he saw that they were on the lineup and I was like, okay, like this should be interesting. And we made it there to see them because Matt wanted to see them. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Me and everyone else at that point, because back in 2016, there was like maybe three people in the US that knew who Don Broco was and Matt Evans was one of them. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I'm not displeased, but I'm like, really? Like, I don't know if I get it. And then people kind of got into it more through the set, but I think a lot of people were still like, what the hell is happening? And then the videos started to ramp up and come out. And that's what won me over. And Mm. then I was like, Mm. I get it. Like, I get it. I don't get it, but I get it. And that's what I like about it. And that's what won me over. And then the next time I saw them, I was like, okay, yep. Nope. I feel like I'm part of this world now. Like, it's so weird. I love it. And the next time you saw them was when you were in Europe, right? So the next time we saw them, I believe was a warp Tour set. Mm. So, and that was great. I was like, we were in at that point. It was so great. More had come out. I think the full album had come out at that point. Cause when they were touring in 2016, we were still two years away from the album coming out. So we were mm-hmm. seeing snippets of what was about to come off of technology, but not all of it. Um, so 2018, we see them play Warp Tour. We're really, really like bought into it. Um, pause for a second. Cause I have something that'll make this even funnier. Okay. So saw them warped 2016. Oh <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. That is amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> that forever. The Robbot mask. Yeah. They yeah, like printed awesome. out a bunch of these and then just wrote their set times and threw uh, them all over the place. That's Jesus. that's super cool. Mm-hmm. So and that's what I like about them. And I think that's what it is. It's the effort and it's the art. Mm-hmm. Is like the music's so great, but there's so much more behind it. Um, so then in February of 2015, when Matt was studying abroad in Ireland, we agreed to meet in the middle in London and we went to see them at Wembley Arena, which was like their biggest show to date. So the half man, half God video was filmed like two shows before ours. So that's what it was like. So after that, we were already in love, but like after that solid, solid staple in my forever music likes forever. Like I'll follow them to the end of the earth. It's amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, so how story? How did it hit you guys similarly? Go first or me? Uh, you. Okay. So 
I knew zero about this band at all. And I okay. could not stop my brain from trying to place them for the first, like, I listened to the singles first. And then for the like first half of the album, I was like fighting my own brain trying to categorize them. Isn't that mm-hmm. weird that like a way to enjoy music is we have to figure out where it belongs I had to. Because like, I mean, I did the same thing. I was yeah. like, I need to figure out what genre this is so I can appreciate it more. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. is it metal? Is it pop metal? Is, yeah. it, is it rap? Like what, what are we getting into? Which I had to turn off at some point. Like mm-hmm. consciously needed to shut my brain off. But what was interesting was listening to action first. I was like, oh, okay, there's so much happening. And I just finished The Killers, which is just a very, like, it's just a crazy jump. And um, yeah, so listening to that first was funny for me because I was like, okay, the bass tone is insane. I have no idea what's happening. I'm pretty sure they're a metalcore band. And then everything like happens all at once. And I was like, okay, now I'm floating in the middle of the ocean and I have no idea where I am or what's going on. And then I didn't, I just saw a list of a million features. I didn't read them. And then after I listened to it, because on the single, there's action twice. The first one has all the features. And I recognized like Caleb Shomo and Tyler Carter. And I was like, oh, weird. So it's like, they are like kind of part of that scene, but they, or at least like tied into that scene, but they sound nothing like any of those bands, except for like a riff here and there. Um, So that was essentially like, and I don't, you know, if we go into the songs more, I can kind of give you the progression, but essentially like for me, I was like, okay, two things for sure. Number one, this band has a a sense of humor because there's no way you write any of this stuff without a sense of humor. And number two, this band 100% has the cultist of cult followings. There's no way they don't have a cult following because it has to be exactly what you were describing, Jen, where like, I think everyone has to like, Anybody who listens to them, I feel like the the journey has to be like, what the hell is happening? I think I love this, but I'm really confused and maybe uncomfortable. And then after I went through the whole album and then watched the videos, I think hearing the songs a second time is when I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm their biggest fan on the planet. I'm not sure. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was really wild. Like for me, there were certain songs. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about the album, but that was like an overview for me. I was like. I, I don't know what's happening. I think I understand them as creators, but I still like am so lost the whole time. And uh, yeah, Tim, back to you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I had, I had uh, very similar impressions. I found like listening through, I enjoyed, and uh, I'm curious, I didn't look it up specifically um, because I followed a YouTube playlist of the song. So I don't know if I listened to it in the accurate order Interesting. or if it was well, in a Brett different Well, Brett didn't, order. so it doesn't matter anymore. That's true, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, no right yeah, way. I was, yep. I was very just like, it was overwhelming at first because I didn't know what to expect. And as I kept going, I was like, I don't know where I am or what I'm listening to. Um, But upon viewing the music videos, I completely flipped. Completely. The music videos are key to all of this working, I think, anyways. Um, But yeah, it was, uh, it's, I, I think I like it. I think I think I enjoyed. <laughs> That's that. where I I'm at. I understand. Yeah. It's it's just weird enough. It's just it's just out there where I'm like I I want to stick with it. I think I I will add too. I don't know if any of the three of you feel the same way, but I have a hard time. If my respect for an artist hits a certain level, I ha- I don't even know how to explain this, but I have a hard time separating that. I don't know if I enjoyed some of the songs as much as I enjoyed 
how they, the fact that they exist. Yeah, you know yes. what I mean? Yep. I was like, whoa, they wrote this. And I also spent the entirety of the singles and like the first couple songs trying to figure out if it was like one crazy dude with like, if it was like a prodigy situation where they were actually like an electronically produced band mm-hmm. and some crazy vocalist or a whole band. Like I could not figure it out. Yeah. And the vocals changed in some songs and I was really right. confused. I was like, wait, is this still the same guy? Is this mm-hmm. someone else? Yeah. So um, yeah, two different experiences. Yeah. Um, well. Watching it and listening just straight out. Yeah. I saw so you the same way with the, with the vocals, just so you know, I was like, Oh wait, are there two people singing? Mm-hmm. Are there, there must be two different dudes. And then I was like, the same dude. Never mind. Nope. I was just about to say, you guys picked it up correctly. There are two different people. Oh, there oh, are. Really? So yep. Rob oh, sings most that. of it. The drummer, Matt, also sings. So what you hear in like the beginning of Come Out to LA, that's Matt. Oh. That's slightly oh. different. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Because in the music video, they're all celebrating that, yeah. that one of them is. Oh, right, right. Is, uh, oh. The lead singer. And so he's singing. And so that's where I picked it up. Gotcha. Okay. 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 It was hard. I did the same thing at first. I was like, this Mm -hmm. is what? Like how does someone's voice change that much? And why? Why would you do that? It's true. (laughs) (laughs) See, I didn't even pick up on that fact that there were two different singers. I was like, oh, he must just have a very broad vocal range. Good for him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's where I landed. Okay. What about? Okay. 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 I'm gonna shake that off. I uh, I I don't know how to move on from it. We're still you learning know. things. We're you will still- never move on. There's a Don Broco chip in all of your brains now, and in like three <laughs> weeks, you might try to forget about this after we're done tonight. And in three weeks, you're gonna be somewhere by yourself, and you're gonna hear, "Come out to LA, come out to LA," and you're That's gonna be on. like, Ooh! and then you're just yeah. gonna it's gonna overtake you. It's like the zombie apocalypse, but everyone's yep. just a Don Broco fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, I mean, so, I know that this is like a bit of a transition, but ice that for now and we'll or heat yes. that up and we'll move on to hot fuss. Yeah, okay. I want to know. I mean, I I don't even know that I can really articulate a first impression for me because I've known this album since 2004. I owned it Ooh. back then. My dad and I would drive around and listen to it. My dad also really loved it. And that was like a thing that we did. We would just drive around and listen to music because we, I hashtag grew up poor, did not have anything else to do. <laughs> so we would just drive around and listen to music. Um, and we loved this album. So I don't remember when, we, when I bought it, how that came about. Obviously, Mr. Brightside was like the first song I ever heard and then kind of spiraled from there. And that's fun because, you know, at least for me, listening to this album like now being 28 but I was 11 when this album came out wow <laughs> and like to think about it that way is crazy you know because I'm just like bopping in the passenger seat like yeah this is a great album and now I'm like oh man like just I'm look I'm looking at it and thinking of it in a different way and of course there's that like nostalgic part to it but um just so much more of an appreciation for an album that can stand stand on its own for that long and still be that good so it was really nice to revisit it and really like iron it out and understand like what it what it looks like as an entirety kind of like written out on a whiteboard like that was really cool to do that's what I was I was saying this to Emily yesterday like I feel like I haven't 
torn apart an album like this. Like I haven't listened to an album this way in a long time. So I was, I'm grateful to you guys inviting us on the podcast because it forced me to do that. And it was really cool to do with Hot Fuss because I actually have a pretty long history with this album because I remember exactly when, um, so in 2004, when it came out, I was working at Hot Topic in the Mall of New Hampshire and my manager at the time. Uh, so I was very much like new metal kid transitioning into hardcore kid. That's what was happening to me at the time. But there was also this thing around then. And I know it wasn't just me because this is when music got super weird, where it was just like whatever the weirdest thing is. Like this is when like metalcore bands started using synthesizers and then like there would be weird like dance stuff like 303 wasn't that long after that and like all those you know what i mean stuff just got weird so when i heard bands like like mindless self-indulgence or like whatever was weird i was like yeah i'm the only one who's ever heard this so it's the best thing ever so that then turned into me trying to be like oh i'm so eclectic and my manager at the time was like you need to listen to some different stuff and she she burned me a copy of hot fuss and i don't know if we can all remember when like weird things would happen when your friends would burn you a CD. So she burned me the album in reverse. So I heard it from yep. the last track to the first oh, and weird. I had no idea. Super weird. And so the majority of the album, I was like, oh, I don't know. I have no idea what this is until somebody told me came on, which was before Mr. Brightside, which was like, what? So the second to last track, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I'll never forget hearing this album in reverse and being like, man, the album structure is so weird because every album <laughs> I've ever heard has the singles like closer to the beginning and they like boldly put them near the end of the album. And uh, I'll never forget realizing I just heard it in reverse because then I bought the CD and I was like, what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> oh what wow. I'm hearing. Uh, but I loved it in both directions. So it's a really good album. Um, and it was so cool to go back and listen to it because it was so different than anything I was hearing that I was listening to regularly at the time. So it opened my mind to a bunch of stuff, like the sort of garage punk stuff that was happening with like the strokes and like then getting into Weezer when I hadn't really prior to that. And um, it just, I don't know, I was like, wow, there are all these different worlds that I don't even know about. And I've always loved this album. I own it on vinyl and Tim loves it. It's a good Get one. Trying to, <laughs> trying to hand you a transition. It's, I don't it's know. music. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, when it came out in the 80s, because that's what I was... <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, it was it was a bit jarring because going in, I didn't... I just, same thing, went straight to YouTube and was like, let's play it. Yeah. And uh, listening through, I was like, man, for the 80s, this sounds good. Like, like I believed it was 80s up until... It sounds Up until good. Mr. Brightside, which is just the second song. Yeah. But, um, Sometimes. Right. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and so I hit that and I was like, wait, hold on. So then I actually looked into them and I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. So they're not from the eighties. So, uh, but it, they still, they still kind of have that sound oh, yeah, with the sure. synthesizers yeah. and stuff like Ooh. that. So, um, yeah, it was a very, it was a weird, but fun experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I would think overall I was like, as the songs progressed, especially since, or not since, but, uh, when you got near to the end with everything will be all right. I felt like, that yeah, that's, and we'll talk about that, but that song, like going to that point, I felt so relaxed by the end of the album. Like it felt like it was building up for a while and then it slows down. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, that was that was delightful. Uh, yeah, that was delightful. But it's like it's like going to a party. You're jamming out. You're having a great time. Mm -hmm. And then the end of the night comes and you're like, OK, time to relax. Now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I, it was it was a lot of fun throughout the album. 
uh, I rather enjoyed it surprisingly. Cool. And I'm not one to listen to albums all the way through. Like I, I usually like like one or two songs and don't pursue anymore. So uh, the fact that there was more than one song that I enjoyed on this says something at least. Yeah. Mm, that's awesome. That's so cool. I'm glad that you enjoyed the whole thing and you're right. It does kind of give you that, like, it gives you a nice come down after mm-hmm. like speeding down the highway. So yeah. does it give you a nice come down though? Because well, I had an interesting time with this album. Yeah. Oh, I loved I I like this album. I was familiar with it before, mm-hmm. but really digging into it, I noticed that there was areas of it that made me feel really uneasy. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to everything is all right, everything is not all right. We'll talk <laughs> about it. We will talk about it. The whole album has a very insidious undercarriage to it, which is funny because I remember it coming out too and like we were 11. So I remember Mr. Brightside and somebody told me like coming out and being on the radio and like, this is a new thing that's happening right now. But a lot of my musical life, the killers have been out. So it's just been like, they've, it's been out. It's, you know, they're, they're part of my rotation. They're influencing everything I'm listening to. Um, and I've just never seen the album through the lens that I ended up seeing it through this time, which honestly made me love it more. Um, but also, like, I have never realized before that this was their debut album. This was the first thing they came out with. Yeah. And it's iconic. Yeah. And this, yeah. like, changed the face of music, alternative music. I almost want to say this might have been the most influential piece of alternative music um, in the last, like, 15 years or however long it's been out now. Yeah. It's up years. There. That's yeah. their first piece of music that they put out. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. You won't meet a lot of people who don't know Mr. Brightside, at least. Right. Yes, absolutely. So people, weird. People know that song. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Mr. Brightside was not the first single I heard, which I don't know how I heard um, somebody told me first, yeah. but I think it's weird that I'm pretty sure that was their first single. It was. It was. I remember okay. that one first, too. Okay. And then Mr. Brightside, like, far and beyond... Like over, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was the video yeah. too that like people. Yes. Oh yeah, because he's you yeah. know it, it at the time again it was like I was in middle school, emo was a thing, boys wearing black eyeliner, like mm-hmm. every everyone was. Fan, I was wearing it, fangirling <laughs> over that. So you know, Brandon Flowers, you know, just holding the microphone with with eyeliner on, like. The dude's nothing. name is Flowers. Yeah, Flowers. Nothing, <laughs> nothing could get better than that. So no. it blew the fuck up in the emo scene. And it was doing the weird, uncanny circus <laughs> thing because at yes. the same time, I Write Sins Not Tragedies by Panic yes. the Disco came out. And if like you just are, if you like blur your vision and you watch both videos side by side. They're like the same. It's kind of the same video. The same. And I think that's why people were so into it. Circus 2004 was a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, yeah. Well, typically what we do is we choose an album to start with and we just fucking dive in. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. What do we, what are, where what are, are we, we feeling? Where do we start? What did everyone listen to first? Like in this round? I listened to Don Broco first. What'd you do? Uh, killers. Jen? I think I did the killers first. I also did the killers. Then we can start with that. We All don't right. have to. No, I'm. I feel like Emily's mad. I think it'll work. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yes. No, that's totally fine. Okay. Um, so 
did you guys pick a gem like your favorite i did i did too yeah okay what was your gem what do we do oh yeah (laughs) i'm gonna explode who goes first you go all of us because we gotta see we'll just go but we'll see Oh, we're going to say it all at the same time? All at the same time? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Too much chaos. Oh, okay. I oh, so I thought that's what you were saying. There's a couple good ones to pick. Let's round robin this. Let's round robin this. Okay. okay. Who's and robin? what was your favorite? Uh, everything will be all right. Spicy. Mm. Brett? Mm-hmm. Somebody told me. Ooh. Emily? All these things that I've done. And mine is... <laughs> nice nice that's why you guys got a podcast together that's why we've never why had the same gem no, this is we've the first time the same gem yeah wow mm-hmm. that's so funny yep do we uh, talk about it now we do we yes. talk about it we talk about so it. now tell us why <laughs> are we staying in the same order same order yeah tim, go. tim go hurry up dude so out of all the songs in this album everything will be all right there. hit hit me more did you cry i didn't cry okay. but it really it hit me harder than any other song in it i feel like you were okay. crying. it <laughs> it was so like hypnotic yeah it was very just like drugs just like drugs man yeah. just like what no no yeah. it was just it was so comfortable just like the like i was saying earlier how you got to the end of the album like mm-hmm. and i know after that it has um glamorous indie rock and roll Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, at least what I was listening to. No, you're right. It came yeah. in at the end. So it wasn't the final song. In my opinion, they should have ended with that. But agreed. I agree. But, uh, but yeah, I just found it to be so relaxing. Mm-hmm. And so, and it felt very repetitive, like, because they kept saying it over yeah. and over, like a lullaby almost. Mm-hmm. Um, witchcraft. Witchcraft. Yeah. But it's like, it's one of the few songs on here that I will add to my permanent rotation of music just because, oh. uh, wow. yeah, just it, it made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Like it really Ooh. did what I think a lot of songs should uh, wow. and make me emotional, make yeah. me, make me just like, and it, it wasn't like the lyrics. It was just how the music was, was presented, it's I guess. very like warm. Feeling, yeah. I like. Yeah. I felt the warm embrace of death or life. <laughs> yeah, I, that's it. I don't know what I felt entirely, yeah. but, but you're okay with it. I was happy. I was like, this is it. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable. That's a good choice. Um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 comfortable. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's cool. Uh, I feel like the biggest nerd picking their first single as my gem. However, I'm ready. Every time I hear this song, I swear I'm closer to just saying it's one of the greatest rock and roll songs ever written. It's like they're so like if you listen to the drum textures in this song, it's unbelievable dude it's so good because like because i'm like listening i'm like in it and there's so many there's so many moments in this song because like even the so like the very beginning it's just like the kick and it's just like that steady thing and then he's just like god it's like this whole like brings you somewhere else and then when like the breakbeat happens in the chorus and what are the lyrics Nobody, everybody knew the lyrics to that song. And I guarantee everyone was picturing something different, which is what's really funny to me. They're the most like awkward lyrics I feel like ever that became popular at that time. Like you had a girlfriend that looked like a boyfriend that I had in February of last year. Boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend, but yeah. I'm so, see, I kind of know the lyrics. I'm sorry. It is confusing, yeah. We all know February. That just like, what'd you say? 
I said we all know February. Everybody knows it was in February. It happened so, like, in February. There's so oddly specific <laughs> lyrics that everyone knew, and I'm like, that makes this fantastic. And the little synth lead, the everyone knows that. And at the end, when he goes rushing around, how do you not? How are you not in love with that moment? I just—it's a really you good just, song. You love it. There's so many, I'm sorry, I'm screaming. No. <laughs> You're just excited about it. We scream so I want to jump right off everything you just said. There's, okay. I think there's a reason why everyone gets the lyrics like kind of semi right. This whole song is about like the rumor mill, right? Yes. And I just kind of always picture they're from Vegas, so I just picture this like they're out on like a Saturday night in Vegas, but Vegas is kind of a small town if you're a local, so you know everyone. So mm. clearly, you know, everyone's talking, but it's just like one big game of like loud telephone. So it's like funny that no one ever kind of gets the lyrics right because everyone's saying different stuff in the story anyway. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Yep. You know, can I tell a funny story about this song too? Yes. Please. So when I was in middle school, I was dating this guy, dating, like you're not dating in middle school, but I had a boyfriend. His name was Cody, who turned out to be a flaming gay. He's so gay now. But gay anyway, <laughs> yes, gay in space. Um, but we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And um, this was like seventh grade, I think. And then right after I was dating him, I started dating this girl, Chelsea. Um, and the thing, it wasn't really, it's not a joke, but like the thing that this weird thing that happened was that he would say that I was the boyfriend who looked like the girlfriend that he had in February of last year. <laughs> because, because it sounds like when you're looking at the lyrics, it sounds like the rumor is, oh, this person has a boyfriend. Turns out to be a girl though. And it looked like the girlfriend that I had in February of last year. So that was like the thing. There was like, oh, you're the girlfriend that I had. And it was like so stupid. And every time the song would come on when I was in the car with my dad, he'd be like, oh, here you go. Here's your song, Em. And I was just like, so annoyed. I'm like, Thanks, oh, dad. I fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> it was just such a stupid, like, middle school thing. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe I was upset about, like. <laughs> so that's, but yeah, solid song, though. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and a solid roast. <laughs> solid roast. Yeah. Yeah, I got you pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, tell me why you chose all these things that I've done. Um, because this song is magic. I think mm. this song is just like structurally wild. Um, yes. The lyrics. <laughs> I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Yeah. Like pretty much everyone knows those lyrics. Pretty pretty widely known um even if that's like the one part of the song they know mm -hmm. it's just like such an epic song mm -hmm. it's such a cinematically epic like expanse um when I've only seen them once and this was like the one that I was like they better play it like this mm -hmm. is the one that I want to hear and to hear it spread over just like this massive crowd of people was even crazier it's like mm it's a hard song to contain. And I mm -hmm. like that. I think that's cool. Um, and with the, <laughs> we'll talk about it, but there's a theory um, that this album is a very large murder mystery. And this song in question is like, maybe not as purely innocent as everyone thinks it is. 
And I think that's really funny because mm-hmm. there's like two ways to look at this and there's like a really, I don't know, like good hearted way. And then there's like a really like fucked up way yeah. that this song could be like coming across. Yeah. Um, so I like that it holds both, but like the, it's just, this song is like got such a big feeling. Mm-hmm. It's hard yeah. to beat. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think this, uh, I this is a hundred percent just one of the strongest songs that I think exists in the world. And there's, you're right, like there's just something so vast about it. Yes. it like when I hear this song, I imagine like walking like slowly up a hill and like getting to the hill and it's like sunset and everything's gold and you're just like, and, you know, to me, like, this is just, this is like the shittiest time in your fucking life. Like, that's what this song is. But you're just like, I'm getting through it. I'm walking up the hill. Here I yep. am. And there's moments like that in your life that, like, you know, as shitty and terrible as they are, like, make you feel so alive and appreciative of life and, like, all the shittiness and all the wonderfulness and it's just like pure joy and it's just all beaming out of your fucking heart and like that's what this song is and <laughs> like at the point where they're they're all when they're singing the build up of I've got soul but I'm not a soldier is so I just like there's not even words for it like it's so well done it just like brings you like you could jump off the hill and just like fly and it could yes. carry you. Yes. You know? It's so good. I do know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is though. It, it's yeah. euphoria. Yes, it is. And, but also like, but also like at the worst low of yes, that you could possibly imagine, but you're just like so hopeful and you're like so okay with how shitty everything is that you're just like, fuck I'm gonna do it (laughs) well because you have him singing these like pretty sad and like hard heavy lyrics and then you have this undercurrent where you can hear that they've layered everything like you have these moments where he says like time truth hearts Mm -hmm. that always stuck out to me once I realized like what those words were Mm -hmm. um and then you have these like very quizzical lyrics like there's one in here and I still don't quite know what to think about it um the line is while everyone's lost the battle is won Mm-hmm. and it's like chaos it's like but that's yeah. isn't that life you know nothing's yeah. black and white everything's exactly. kind of a mess at all times yeah 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 that's that song definitely sounds like it's raining like whenever mm-hmm. i hear that song i'm like oh i think it's raining outside for sure no matter what and um the i've got soul part like linking it back to where i was and like exploring music at that time i was like oh this is where a breakdown goes but this is very different. <laughs> this is where all the music drops down and we build up to something and then we all start punching each other, but it's a different kind of emotional thing that's happening. Right. Cause that's, that's like the reference I had for that type of thing in music at the time. Yeah. So it, I was like, Whoa, this is like still, I'm feeling something, but I'm not, I'm, it's not violence at all, which is cool. Um. <laughs> They're so close though. I know exactly what you mean. Those you know feelings I mean? are like so everything close. comes down. And it's like, yes. we're still all here like, together, but something different's about to happen. Yes. And then when it comes in and it's just, it's like subtle, but it's like, 
the bass comes in and the drums do the drummer's unbelievable mm -hmm. that guy mm -hmm. anyways good picks guys great pick to be a great <laughs> song for a cult yeah yeah <laughs> yep yeah. <laughs> is that weird we all agree on yeah. that and i love that you know exactly what i mean but I it do. is that type of odd piece of art that just mm -hmm. i don't know that i could link it to anything else that i've heard before Mm -hmm. Like this is purely its own thing. Yeah. The, yeah. the only thing that I like could figure out, cause there are, I guess it's his voice, but it's also, it's the synth and like the album's creepy at moments. Like there are moments where I don't really understand how they made what they made, especially mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I could really relate it to is like eighties new wave. Like I went through a time recently where I was just listening to a lot of like goth rock and new wave and that stuff's kind of creepy and weird. And like, I just, I don't know why everyone's saying like, oh, like, I don't know why everyone's saying like that, but there's something like catchy and it's, it's pop and it's rock, but there's something weird about it. And yeah. th those, that's the only thing I could really compare those moments to on that album. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. I think, I mean, I think one of, yeah, one of Brandon Flowers, like biggest influences is the Smiths and I, they're like creepy and weird to me, but also like totally. made mainstream music. So yeah, that makes sense, you know? But, I thought so. Oh man, so good. <laughs> it's real good. Yeah. So good. Uh um, so then typically what we do is we just like run through and like Jen and I were talking. It's so hard. Typically we would in the past talk about every single song. Then we were like, oh, we can't do that. It's like two hours, <laughs> two hours of content. Um, and then, like let's pick five songs. But then before we even started this and we were talking, I was like, how are we going to not talk about the whole album? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems impossible. Um, I mean, let's just like, there are some that I'm looking at that it's like, okay, no, we have to talk about it. Yeah. Strong. Let's just go off strong feelings. So um, well, then Mr. Brightside for sure. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. like, it will never be not, it'll never not be a goddamn bop. Like this song. Is yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It like um, comes, and, it like comes on in Hannaford, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> everyone. So I have a really good quote for you. So I read a lot about this song because I just kind of wanted to see what music journalists were saying at this time. Because you know, sometimes like now, 16 years later, we have this really iconic album, and pieces of music like that, you look back and they they flop at the time, and people are like this, I don't get it. And then it takes 20 years for this to become like the greatest piece in American music history. So no, this one did really well at first. Um, and Mr. Brightside certainly like caught on just as much as it is now. Um, and I just found this really great quote that it was written so long ago, but it still stands. So an article on the sun quotes this as these iconic lyrics, which an entire army of clubbers often come together to scream at the top of their lungs. And that's like the best way that I can just describe this song. <laughs> you can see the visual in your head because all of us have seen this happen in real life. Yeah, I've been at a wedding and the song came on and everyone was like <laughs> losing their yeah. fucking mind. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember this song kind of changed the way I thought about the band because I was like... Um, I don't know, like when I first heard the album and even somebody told me, like I said, it kind of fit in that uh, there were like 
alternative radio stations i would imagine i'd hear them on like fnx was a station at the time i I don't know if you guys listened to wfnx but uh it it was basically they would play like the strokes and like um um, the hives and like all those bands but i but then mr brightside felt like oh this would play after maroon five or Mm -hmm. something like that like Mm -hmm. but it still was the same band like i didn't feel like it was a completely different sound but i was like oh this could be on uh like a, a mainstream radio station where i don't feel like much of the rest of the album could personally mm-hmm. i don't know no i agree with you this one was the one to bring everyone in to the yeah, party yeah. of the killers and i yeah. think like in an alternative universe where they didn't release this as a single i wonder if they would have done as well you know like if this song right. was just never really got the reach that it did back then mm-hmm I wonder if there are many people who bought this album based on just that song and it's like oh, a weird a album bunch. in their in their collection. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what they thought and like, about I didn't it. come for the rest of this. Yeah, what right. The fuck <laughs> right. Is this shit? Like <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this song is quite different than the rest of everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think people either like picked it up and they were like, Oh yeah, like the rest of this is actually pretty good, or they were like no they skipped everything only listened to mr brightside and somebody told me that's it (laughs) that's it what a waste of twelve dollars yeah i do have a good story for this song too Mm, yeah so um next time the killers play we're all going to see them like a hundred percent have you guys seen them tim or brett i've never seen them no <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm ready I've, to. I've always liked the killers, but um yeah. it blew my mind so much more than I thought it would. And now I'm like, everyone in the world has to see them at least once. Like, doesn't matter if you're not a concert person, some uh, you'll get it. You'll you'll get something out of that experience. So they played Boston Calling 2018. And truthfully, mm. it was like, okay, cool, they're a headliner, that's great. Um, I bought tickets because Paramore was playing. So of course, in my priorities. But I was like, great, we'll knock the killers off the list. Like, wonderful. I took my brother Matt with me. Um, so they had scheduled Paramore. And then pretty much as soon as they went off stage, killers would start playing. So the problem was the stages were um, on different campuses now, they do, now that they do it in Harvard Yard. So it's like a like a 10-minute walk in between, seven-minute walk. <laughs> so we stay towards the the we like they get on to do their encore for paramore and i'm not gonna skip out on paramore but i'm like we know we have to see the killers so we're slowly backing to the the back of the paramore crowd like ready to like just make a run for it and avoid everyone else doing the same thing so paramore stops and we're like okay let's go so we start running down the path it's dark at this point uh, they don't light anything in between the two campuses too which is oh a mistake so it's <laughs> me and Matt are just running. My brother is like six foot two. I don't know. He's just like a very big guy. We're running. We, we start to see the, the, um, the ring, the Ferris wheel in the distance. We're like, okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. We start to hear the opening notes of Mr. Brightside. And we're like, Oh no. So we grab hands and we just start sprinting. Well, we hit a bunch of rocks, unfortunately. <laughs> you could see the stage in the distance at this point. We hit a bunch of rocks and we're, we're holding hands at this point, just like running as fast as we can. 
we hit a oh bunch my. of rocks and we just just eat it like i just oh, remember no. just like superman flying oh. and being like there's no way we can save this we're still holding hands <laughs> <laughs> my brother's a fucking big guy so honestly it was probably like him flying ahead of me and just dragging me <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. We're brutal. in the air as Mr. Brightside is playing. I'm like, this is, this is going to be so bad. I just don't remember this all in slow motion. We finally hit the ground and there's just like rocks in our hands and rocks oh. in our knees. We're like bleeding. We hit the ground so hard out of breath. So you're just like, you've lost your breath. You're, you're like, this is bad. Like maybe I cracked a rib on this, on this floor. Like, Oh no, there's people running all like just by us and over us. And I just remember getting up and going, <sighs> like trying to just be like, okay, my lungs aren't broken. I didn't crack a rib. I feel like I did. And I look at Matt, he's like on the ground. Are you okay? He's like, yeah. And he gets up and he just rips me up by the hand and we just run right into that crowd. Caught <laughs> 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 the rest of the song. <laughs> and had just like mind fucking blown through the rest of it mm-hmm. in pain didn't matter um, <laughs> bleeding it probably bleeding. added so much to the experience yeah right I right kill to like just be able to watch that from an outside point of view because i oh, yeah. know it was just ridiculous yeah i would like but footage of that <laughs> you gotta do you gotta do it you gotta do it that's when you it. hear that song no yeah. yeah no going back so that's what i think <laughs> of now when i hear that song but it's <laughs> funny <laughs> <laughs> I think of the desperation that we were trying to just <laughs> see it. There was no way we were gonna miss that song. Also, they open not. with that song. Are you kidding me? I know. So we saw most of it. It was fine, but they truly blew my mind. And uh, yeah, everyone in the world has to see them at least once. Absolutely insane. There's um they kind of uh that kind of reminds me of uh foster the people i love foster the people and the first time i saw them i didn't know what to expect from them Mm -hmm. and i think they now that i'm thinking about it if they ever toured together i'd lose my mind because that would be so Mm -hmm. um but i actually saw foster the people with paramore and oh Oh, man (laughs) that show Mm -hmm. um they were so good. Like I, I saw foster the people in New York, like a few years before. And, um, Rachel and my wife and I went and Kimbra played with foster the people. And it was like a smaller show. It was only after like their first album and they were great. And then to see them with Paramore, like the show had gotten bigger, but they were still like, it was the same band just with like more like resources, I guess. Like they just seeing how, like their presence was just so insane and next level. And when you were just describing like the killers, I don't know, something about that, like reminded me of that band. I feel like they carry a very similar uh, sort of mood about them. Mm. And their show was like, I was like, this is just so rock and roll. And like, I don't know. I feel like the killers are probably the same and I want to see the killers. That's what I'm getting at. Mm. That'd be a good mashup. You know, I'd I'd be happy with a tour like that. Yeah. Oh man. Tim? Also, the light show would be <laughs> Tim, it's like yeah, yeah. Tim, you're coming <laughs> hey i'll go that'll yeah. be fun i'll go <laughs> oh my god oh so good um what else was on my list what else yeah, was what on your list strong feelings about everyone these are songs with we had strong feelings about on the killer's record yeah yes okay 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 <laughs> okay okay um oh oh we already talked about that song man i can't not go back to this song 
Um, just a real quick aside. What was the song that you both chose as the favorite? I just numbered my list like an idiot. All these song titles. All these things that I've done. So yeah. Number so five. What was funny about that song for me is that was always the song on the album that I couldn't find. Like, you remember when you would listen to an album and you'd be like, oh, I want to hear that one part. And it was the I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier part. Yeah. And that song becomes so many things like throughout it It that I would start it. Yeah. And I would be like, no, this isn't it. And I'd like listen to the whole album. I'd be like, where the hell is that part? Yeah. And then, yeah. So it's a great song. That's (laughs) That is so true. Oh, my (laughs) God. That is so true. It's so good. (laughs) <laughs> the first note I see on Tim's notes is no thoughts. <laughs> there were some songs where I couldn't think of anything. So I was like, well, I got no thoughts on it. That's okay. That's vibes. There, there were a handful of songs that blended together as I listened to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a hard time not feeling like samey, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's more on me because that's why I don't listen to albums all the way through uh, traditionally because I'm like, well, it's not, I hear the same voice for so long. I'm such a variety person. I need like 10 different songs of complete different genres to really like get into it. Um, but I will say Andy, you're a star. Um, that one, I was just, I was surprised by, cause I didn't know what to expect from it, but specifically the, Hey, shut up part. Uh, it just, it really stuck with me. I thought it was very, just it's so good. It was just good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just um, good. It's just good. It sits with you. Yeah. It moves yeah. in and stays. It does long. what a song should do. Yeah. You know, That's but it's hard. weird. That Go ahead, cranky Jen. old guitar. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's a weird song. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah, so weird. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. weird. My only note for that is, uh, uh, what genre is this? Yeah, that's <laughs> a good question. It's so weird. Like, I don't know what this is. I do have a couple of cool things to point out about the song, though, because I think lyrically it's really cool if you start mm-hmm. to like break down what the song's about. So he's talking about like a football star, I think. Because he's talking about how you walk the halls where your medals like hang on the wall. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. I think this is about like a high school football star. Okay. I I like to look at, I try to find like a story in every album. And I had known in the back of my head that there was potentially like a murder mystery to this album. But I also felt like this was very much like a, just a dramatized romance novel almost. So in this song in particular, I think he's talking about like a girl that he, a girl that he likes that's dating the football star and he's looking at the football star like, because at the end he's saying like, um, you're a star in nobody's eyes but mine, but not for the reason of being a football star, for the reason of dating this girl or like dating this person. Oh, interesting. That he's like, wants to be with and there's just like some specific lines where I can kind of see him like watching this man from his perspective and like just seeing his every move and like seeing him with her and it's almost like he's obsessed with like this person and like how to like embody that type of and be that type of man to like attract this girl that he really wants to be with and he's just singing a song about him, about Andy. It's kind but, of like an infatuation letter to yes. Andy. I agree with you. And yeah. that you answered so many of my questions because I was like, what? Like, who is this, who is this perspective about? from? Yeah. And I was like, is the football star a loner? Because someone is definitely a loner in this song. He's the loner. Why that makes to sense. be with the girl. And he's writing the song about the football star. 
but he's so obsessed with him he's obsessed yeah. i i actually wonder like where the line is blurred like is he actually yes. obsessed with andy like is this kind of like a, a very confusing inner monologue mm-hmm so true it is and it's like the way that the song is like slow and kind of like weird it's it is like this very it's giving me like a stalker vibe yes yeah yeah <laughs> creepy stalker <Okay>. vibes <laughs> it's creepy <laughs> album's creepy mm-hmm. well and he says way. something about them being in the car together like yes is are you watching them like you can almost right. see him when he's talking about him on the field like underneath the bleachers like yep. watching him from that point too yep yeah, it's a weird, a weird song, but it's so, it's cool. Like I, when I was really looking through the lyrics, I'm like, oh man, he's stalking this dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has like a real, I feel like most of the songs and definitely the album as a whole is just super theatrical. Like yes. everything yes. kind of has like the flow of a story mm-hmm. and like, um, like around, I think it was around that track. What is that? The eighth? Oh no, that's six. We're only halfway through there. Mm-hmm. Um, like that through the next couple songs, I feel like the record like comes down a little bit, not in a bad way. It just kind of like things chill out. And then we don't have to jump a far this jump this far ahead. Well, that was weird what my brain and mouth just did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, when we get to uh, track 10, Midnight Show, mm-hmm. it feels like everything like the energy comes way back. Like the note I have for that is like, okay, we we're on a road trip and we stopped for snacks and now we're like getting on the on-ramp yes. and literally like drive faster being the yeah. lyrics. I was like, this feels like so intentional. Like yeah. we're back in it. And that track is like so fun to me because I, sometimes I don't like the traditional album structure of like everything goes up and then it comes down. Cause I don't want to go down for the whole second half of the album. Mm-hmm. So I like that it came down a little bit. The songs still hold you in and then things come up a little bit again before they go way down uh, with what should be the last track, but isn't. Right. Yes. And then it goes up one more time. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. And I hate that about some albums too, where you're like, Oh man, the beginning is so good. And then there's the middle and then there's the end and you're just like, everything after yeah. that is just like, what was that? Like you just needed to fill the rest of the album. Like, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like all the worst songs went at the end. Like clearly we know, you know, what your priority list is. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. sucks when you realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this one, just the story and how theatrical all the songs are, like definitely hold you in. And I don't really have time to get bored. I think that's why it's such a fun, like listening experience, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't it doesn't let me go at any point. Yeah. Like just holds me in. And then the energy and at that late in the album, I think is super important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that on top two is actually a really underestimated song that comes right after Andy or a star. It kind of seems like it doesn't really fit with like the storyline, but if you think about it as like maybe somebody who's coming out of this like obsessive moment about either Andy, the football star star or the girl he's dating, we're not sure into this, like, okay, I'm like letting go of that. And I'm like in a club and I meet a girl and like, I'm kind of like, it's like that flirtation that's happening. Like, I think that's kind of what the song's about. Like, he's literally talking about bumping and grinding and shimmying and shaking, as he says. <laughs> and I think it's so cute. I think it's so cute the way he puts it in there. But really, because I I got the same thing as you, but also like, I just see this as such a hollow person. 
it, it almost made me think that like the narrator of the song is like a wicked jerk. I was just like, oh, I'm really? Getting I didn't weird get that. Vibes. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. See, I saw it as somebody because he's there's I can't remember specifically what the lyric is, but he says something like, "You know that I've um, been down" or something like that. Um, oh, you know that I've been down across the road or two is what the lyric is, and it's almost like saying. Like, you know that I'm coming out of this, like, crap. Um, but, like, there's this feeling that's happening between us. So, like, are we going to act on it or are we not? That's what I see. That's so funny. Well, I'll counter you with more lines. Yes, please. So yeah. he clearly is like, I'm the victim. Because eh. then at the end, he says, or towards the end, he says, I don't need to satisfy tonight. It's like a cigarette in the mouth, a handshake in a doorway. Okay. Which is, like, yeah. doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck is just like you're a body yep that's true those are those are pretty flippant lyrics actually when you, yeah when you point it out it's just good. it's like you got me beat this there. person is garbage <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i see the good in things just like actually he's a piece of shit yeah <laughs> like you're right but the lyric though that is in the song that i absolutely love and i think it's just so flows so beautifully is but now I found the velvet sun that shines on me and you. That confused me. It is confusing, but but it's so beautiful. What does it mean? It is. The does velvet, velvet sun mean something? What? Yeah, I was to say, what is the velvet sun? I've is never it, heard that. Is it? Is it sheets in the morning? Is oh. This morning? Or a haziness. Could be that. Could be a lit cigarette. I don't know why that's shining on people. That's interesting, though. Maybe he set no. the person on fire. Because he's a jerk. Because he's <laughs> a murderer. <laughs> I don't know. Well, on the course of the murder mystery, I also looked at this song as like, this is someone that like just murdered someone and they are just like trying to get their mind, like they're, they're distracting themselves. They're like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I can go back to who I was before or whatever, or like pretend like this never happened. Like I'm going to the club tonight and I'm just going to act like I'm going back in it and it doesn't work. And they're like this, everything feels terrible. I'm a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wish the lyrics were a little more straightforward and he just went with i'm a jerk at the end so that whole <laughs> yeah. <of> sunday <laughs> um change your mind comes after that and i was just i felt like that song was just like meh i've literally wrote down i'm not sure what this song is about okay I me too i said like how does this fit i don't really get it that's what mm -hmm. i wrote this is the one that um, I don't know why I didn't realize the Smiths influence uh, now or in the last like 20 years that this record has been out. But I got to that song and I was like, oh, yeah, Morrissey for sure. Um, and I guess it's all over the album. But this song legit just sounded like a Smith song to me. Yeah, OK, I can totally see that. Yeah. Now you're, I know they wrote a shit ton of songs before they came out with this album. And I, I wonder if they were like, OK, well, you have to have this many songs. Mm. And this was the one they approved to be on it, and they were like, "Okay, we'll just put it on there." I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stick it in there. It's fine. I don't yeah. know. Put it in there. And then 
I think the next three songs are super strong. Like, Believe mm-hmm. Me, Natalie, Midnight Show, Everything Will Be All Right. Super strong. Yeah. I think Believe Me, Natalie is cool. I get this, like, image in my brain of a stripper on the run. Oh, okay. That's where my my I love to make up stories. Vegas, baby. That's yes. Vegas. That is That's that right. is Vegas. I imagined a stripper. She's on the run and she's dancing to make money. And like someone's sort of like watching from the outside as she continues to run from club to club. Especially the line where her mom's like, Where have you been? Like you've been gone for too long. And then she's just like not keeping, she's continuing to run. I don't know. Is the writer threatening her? Maybe. That's what I got. Jen thinks yes. Everyone is out to get everyone. But seriously, <laughs> maybe that's it what sounded so threatening. Yeah. yeah. I got Well, because he's like, this yeah. is your last chance to dance, bitch. Is she the girl from on top? I don't know. It's all it connected. could be. It could be Natalie. I wanna go. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I wanna go. I wanna go back through because. When we finally talk about the murder mystery, I have so much to say. But yes, what were you going to say, Tim? I'm so sorry. I got carried away. No, that's fine. I just, uh, it felt uh, dramatic to me. Like, it felt like it almost belonged in a play. Like, like I felt like out of all the songs in this, this one I could very visualize. Like, or it felt like there was a a music video I needed to watch with it or a component that I was missing. Yeah. uh, Because it just gave me like theater vibes, I guess. Yeah, definitely the on the run piece. I get that for sure. Because I think it just has that like tempo about it. Like, it just feels like it keeps going and never really pauses. Uh, And then um, I know we're nearing the end of the album. I don't mean to jump the gun, but I literally felt like I never heard the last song before. I know that I have. But I just like, I kind of don't care about it by the time we get to it. <laughs> I don't remember this being the last song. And I didn't find it either. I wonder if it's like a, is it like, is it like okay. a Japanese bonus track or something? Why did they do the this? The last time? song I had was Everything Will Be All Right. Okay, right. that should be the last. That's what felt like the finale. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. It, it did come at the end, at least the way yeah. I listened to it. Where did you listen to it on? I'm curious now. Uh, for me, it was YouTube. It was just like a pre-made playlist. I was on Spotify, and I actually I was on checked Apple Music. Yeah, and I was okay. on Spotify. I don't, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I I checked to see. I was like, is this a special edition with like one extra track or whatever? Mm-hmm. Which is barely a special edition for the record, but <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, that one I couldn't remember. I, so maybe I haven't ever heard it. Then is that what we're saying? Maybe it wasn't on there. I Are you Mandela affecting yourself? I I'm not never, sure. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I had never heard it until I listened to this time, and I was like, "What okay. the fuck is this song?" <laughs> I actually like the song as a whole. Yeah, I thought it was good. I on the album, good. I was like, "Yeah, I don't know," but yeah, I don't know why it's the ending. Whack. <laughs> whack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, whack. Don't, if you've never heard this album, uh-huh. just stop after that song. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Don't before listen that. Listen to Glamorous right. and be rock and roll. Stop it. Everything will be all right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get a snack and then listen to that song after because the yeah. colors are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jen, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, we have to talk about the murder mystery. I'm ready to talk than... about the murder mystery. Okay, good. Okay, me too. I'm like, can we just please talk about it? So let's start this off. Speaking of songs that don't fucking belong on this album, there's also a song that did belong on this album, and it was cut at the very last second. It's called Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf. Mm-hmm. And that is apparently the first part of this murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Is a love gone wrong. He yes. has been broken up with. 
And just like psychos process things, he decides to murder his ex-girlfriend. The only option. That's it. Right. Him. And, the, and the girl he murders, is, her name is Jenny. Jennifer. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jenny was a friend of mine. The album starts off with this. And there's specific lyrics in this song where he's talking about, he's like, I know my rights. I've been here all day and it's time for me to go. Like he knows his rights. Like he doesn't have to be there anymore if they don't have any proof. He he has an alibi. Like he doesn't. He doesn't Holy Christmas. He's being questioned. He's being questioned. Yep. He's saying like. Hold someone tight. And what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so why did they remove the song? The the people didn't like it. They didn't think oh. like whoever was like oh. But it comes back on Sawdust like several albums yeah. later. They did end up releasing it, just not in the it's correct um, place. Yeah. Yeah. That so is you, weird. So you listen to that. So you would have to go listen, listen to that, that song. Listen to that back. song. Then mm-hmm. listen to Jenny was a friend of mine. Right. Midnight show. Midnight and then show. Jenny. Then Jenny. Yeah. Mid- midnight shows the driving they're driving he's driving yes, yes. he's Where driving he dude where's he driving <laughs> away from the murder scene <laughs> to go kill her oh he's by going the to ocean kill her. Kill her. See, all right because then jenny and that's why they're called the killers oh god mm-hmm. that's literally actually what i wrote down <laughs> i was like oh my god of course they would do something like this <laughs> <laughs> so funny but okay oh. if we if we look at this like all right so if if you're saying like leave the bourbon on the shelf that's the name of the song right yeah is like him deciding he's going to kill somebody and then if we're just if we're just looking at the album though and we're thinking of it as a murder mystery like jenny was a friend of mine is him being like oh yeah we had a fight on the promenade out in the rain and then she was like i have to go and she left like that's my alibi but like he actually held her close and no one could hear her scream And then Mr. Brightside, I kind of see Mr. Brightside as like a super like, like jealousy song. Like, he's like, I had to go somewhere. And then I followed her and I figured I found out that she was cheating on me and I became extremely jealous. Does that pair with Andy or a star? 100%. Maybe. Maybe. Oh my God. Wait, now I'm thinking about this like (laughs) way more in depth. Hold on a minute. So, so, Okay. So Mr. Brightside's like, I found out she's cheating on me. I'm in, I'm like going crazy. Smile, mm. smile like you mean it. And Andy or Star are connected. Smile like me, like you mean it is him having a crush on a girl when he's a kid, and saying like, when I'm a man, I'll make you understand and I'll make you smile like you mean it. And then Andy or Star is him still having a crush on that same girl, but the football player is now dating her, and okay. he wishes it was him. Those two are connected. Somebody told me is like you said, Jen, just like a rumor mill. He is like, it's the same. It's a continuation of Mr. Brightside. It's like, someone told me that you have a boyfriend, like all this shit, like you're spiraling. Like this is somebody told me is like, you're literally like rocking back and forth on the couch. Like what the fuck? Like, why is she cheating on me? Like all this crazy rumor shit. He's in like a deep, dark place. And then all these things that I've done is like kind of out of sequence. I think like he's thinking like I've made my plan to like kill this person and like he's coming to terms with that. 
and like having this like come to Jesus moment, even though it's like he's still gonna murder her. And then Andy Urstar is like returning back to smile like you mean it and like thinking about this like deep rooted childhood trauma of like being in love with this girl that like he didn't get. And then on top, um, like you said, Jen, is kind of like this moment where you're like in a club having kind of like a like a out of body moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to like do this real bad, bad thing. But like, I'm going to pretend I'm not doing that. And like, this person's clearly a psychopath. And then I don't know what change your mind is. We can skip over that. I don't know what, believe me, Natalie has anything to do with it. And then Midnight Show is literally him being like, get in my car and like having this one last moment with this girl that like he found out was cheating on him and he's got a whole ass plan to kill her and he's got a blanket in the back and like he's gonna like you know first you think they're gonna like maybe have sex but he's like no the blanket's actually probably for the dead body and then he kills her and it's all over and then everything will be all right it's actually him like speeding away from the scene crashing his car getting out of the car and being like walking and stumbling around because he probably like broke his leg and he's bleeding and he's thinking about how he's a deep shit because he just killed this girl and it's just like the slow motion walk at sunrise after he killed this girl at midnight under the moonlight sun moonlight what's the what's the what's the lyric moonlight something I don't remember. Vel- Velvet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the shines on me and you. That's several but, yeah. years before this. And everything is all right. I want to add, everything will be all right is literally like, I see that as he is talking to himself. Yes. He's like, like, I and just that's remember. why it's so unfucking nerving. And you have this buzzing behind and mm-hmm. everything is not all right. But he's like, everything is going to be all right. And that's I'm just him, like, keep on talking himself down. Over. Yeah, he's like it having was, a mental breakdown. It was way creepier in my head. I oh, this is so creepy because he loves he loves this person that he's killing, right? It's a uh-huh. psychopath yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of pictured he was like saying that to her as he's like murdering her. Could what be, I, could it's be. Like, yeah. It's like a rocking to rest kind of thing. Like <laughs> he's like that puts this whole album in yeah, a new yeah. perspective. <laughs> That's a crazy way to look at it. I like that a lot better. I knew you would. <laughs> Psychopath. Yeah. I hadn't watched. So I took my notes for all of the songs and then I hadn't watched the murder mystery video yet. So then I watched the murder mystery video after I did all my writing. And then I had to go back and be like. Yeah. And you wrote a screenplay. You wrote a screenplay. No. Yeah. It's all, it's all wrong. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Whoa. This could really be something. It like, could be I'm sad someone doesn't. Yes. I need to write it. Write it. I Let's do it. it. There's four of us. Mm-hmm. I'll be Jenny. <laughs> I'll be the car. You'll be the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah. Well done. Mm-hmm. Holy. Good job, everybody. And scene. Yeah. And, and scene. End scene? I, I thought know. it's and scene. That's a very drama Andy. thing to do, I feel like. Here. <laughs> Andy. Andy. Oh, geez. Um, do we want to talk about the videos? There's only a couple. Yeah, let's let's finish off Cut Fest and then we can start yeah. the slate clean because I think we're so fucking far and deep 
at this point. Yeah. I thought it was cool um, seeing them discuss what doing Mr. Brightside was like, like doing the video and how being on set for that was like, and they were talking about in that particular interview, um, how it still feels like that to them, like how interviews and music videos, like being on set feels weird to them because they're just like a band. And it's weird, like having been in bands, thinking that they still feel that way that I've probably felt with just like hanging out with friends and making music or whatever, because they're so huge now that like being on set and stuff is is weird for them. And they were talking about how that was the first big production. And it looks like a huge production, like just the lighting and the staging and everything in it, like it's massive. So uh, it's kind of funny to watch that video after hearing them talk about the experience. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. It's interesting for somebody like, I mean, they were so new starting off, so that makes sense. But to even still feel like that, it's like, well, that's not what they do. You know, what they do is go out there and like make music and like play music live. But yeah, you know, they have to make, they have to make videos too. Yeah. That's interesting. Fully agree. But like they needed to make that video because that alt version video of it was just black and white and them playing like, what if they had just released that and I thought that, that would have changed was- the course of like yeah. the last 20 years they would not yeah. have been as big no mm-hmm. like i remember that video coming on and then like when stefani coming on right after that on like vh1 yep <laughs> b-a-n-a-n-a-s exactly yes exactly like <laughs> yeah like same time frame yep that's crazy mm-hmm. but no i thought it was a cool video i thought it was shockingly sexual for its time like I guess I didn't realize that until I like rewatched it and I was like oh my god this girl's like flashing her coochie I mean, oh man how have we not talked about like the most iconic not rhyme ever with um she's touching his chest like my stomach is sick but instead he rhymes it with chest we know what I'm talking about right <laughs> Yeah, I know the lyric. I know the lyric, but what do you mean? But yeah. So she, touching his said, chest now, he takes. No, before fingers. that. Okay. Go from my stomach is sick. My stomach is sick and it's all in my head. She's touching his chest now. He takes off her dress now. Yeah, there's nothing that rhymes with sick. You're right. Yeah, but it that, works there's though. Like a, there's a bait and switch there, though. What would rhyme with sick? The whole thing is him being. <gasps> concerned about them she's not touching his chest yeah chest is very notably not a rhyme like that is very (laughs) much placed there because he's like obsessing over like like now he takes off her dress like i mean he's there in his mind you know what i mean it's like wow you know i'm so glad you know wow And in such a big song, that's what made me think about it. Is like You're for like, its time. What rhymes with sick? <laughs> you know. Like, oh, you know? I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Especially God. in that moment, because like I remember, I don't know. I remember being like having a crush on someone, and then seeing with some, them with someone else, and your brain does all the worst things. You're like, oh man, like, and in that verse, like that's what he's doing. Is he's just describing? I don't know if it's. It can't be what he's seeing, unless it's the stalker thing, then it might be what he's seeing. But it, I imagine I've always, it's always translated to me as like what he's imagining and it's all the worst things. But then maybe right at that last line, it transitions from what he's thinking to what he's actually seeing. Maybe it's them in public 
but in his mind he's like now she's touching his oh chest like that's actually what i'm seeing versus mm -hmm. anyways mm -hmm. yeah he's spiraling yeah he's freaking out he's a psychopath yes con confirmed right here <sighs> anyways <laughs> <laughs> i will say i just have to mention like the costume design of of this video is like impactful. yeah sorry i totally derailed no no you're fine i'm so glad you derailed um <laughs> and jen you mentioned something about him being mormon he's mormon which really Guys, he's, yes me up i'm like mormon but you mean morbid like no i mean mormon no i know but no <laughs> <laughs> yes what, do you <laughs> i don't get it i don't get it <laughs> yeah that's what surprised me and i wonder if he like writes this off as um because i know brandon flowers specifically is mormon so i thought the rest of the band was i'm not sure maybe he writes this off as like performance like it's okay because it's a character this is my persona my musical persona but i was i was pretty surprised through this video and all of them how um how graphic some of it gets yeah that's exactly how i was like this is just weird that I, that I know this about this person, but also I'm just like, this doesn't seem like something a Mormon would approve of. But, <laughs> exactly. but so we're um, Panic at the Disco. It's it's that Vegas thing that's really interesting. Yeah. Big Wait, community. Panic at the Disco is Mormon too? They grew up Mormon. What is happening? Oh, it's weird. Vegas. It's that, Vegas it's Mormon those man. two, yeah, those two countercultures. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess is Vegas close to Utah? I don't know. A bunch of people in Utah are like Mormon. That Vegas was my first too. thought too. Like, is that near Utah? <laughs> is that near Utah? Makes <laughs> sense, I guess. Are they from Utah? I don't know. Everybody in Utah is Mormon, right? Yes. As far as you I understand, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a requirement. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then somebody told me, no, nah. 2004 lights. Yeah. It was yeah. like probably phenomenal for its time. People were like, whoa, yeah. there was iPod commercials on TV that were like the, the dancing colorful people. That was big advancement. That's yeah. it's like very timely. Like, yeah, put a big screen in the desert, play in front of the screen in the desert. Wow. Edgy. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, you know, it didn't stand out to me now because I'm like, well, you've seen this, you know? So yeah. So it wasn't that big of a deal. And then all the things that I've, all these things I've done that I've done, I hated this video. It was a bad <laughs> 60s spaghetti Western, low budget, odd. I didn't hate it, but it was weird. It's interesting that you hated it. I hated I it because you know why. <laughs> you didn't like the killer slots? Because I actually thought they were funny. I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, I like that they... I thought it was very smart the way they like punched out sluts and then they just had killers. Yeah. You know, I did but, not like the boomerangs. That was just dumb. Yeah. I, the whole thing, it was painful. Just so, I don't know. Emily sounds weak. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. The video was weak. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. The video yeah. was weak and it, and it could have been so good. You know how I get, mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, this was my gem on the album. It was the best song. And like, you get to the 
to the video and I'd had, I'd actually never seen the video before. So I was like, man, this is really disappointing. Like I wanted it to make me feel the way that the song made me feel. So especially if it's a song that you really care about, because sometimes, like you said, sometimes the song's like enough to carry it. So it's not a big deal, Mm -hmm. but I feel like, especially if it's just like a performance video or something, you're like, all right, the video wasn't anything crazy, but when it completely changes, like the visual you have in your head, when you listen to a certain song that kind of like, you're like, Oh, I kind of wish I never, never saw that. Yes. exactly. (laughs) Especially if you like visualize, like you have your own association with the song and then you see the video and you're like, this is what they were going for. And that's officially what the visual is. Right. Like Like, there's, there's whatever you think, I guess is not what it's supposed to be, which I mean, this applies a lot to the next album we'll talk about, but um, does does it ever does it ever <laughs> but it is yeah sometimes the video helps a lot and other times it's like yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and I'm very much that person every time I'm hearing a song I'm like playing a music video for it already and if it doesn't add up in the actual music video I'm like I should have directed this yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding sometimes it's totally fine and I'm like, it's different than what I wanted it to be, but it was great. But this one was yeah. not great, though. It's not good. <laughs> not this one. It's not good. Smile Like You Mean It was interesting. It had potential. I just, this, so I guess blanketing over a lot of these videos, this is where it's very clear that this was their debut album and the label wasn't willing to shell out a lot of money, the same amount of money that they would shell out now knowing. Like, yeah it's very clear that they were limited and maybe the treatments that they were getting weren't top of the line and the money definitely wasn't there. They blew it all on Mr. Brightside. Great choice. Like in retrospect, don't change anything and give any other attention. That's fine. You didn't need it. But when you watch the other videos, you're like, okay, well, they're just, you know, this is the pennies left over from Brightside. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did think that it was cool conceptually, though. I, yes. I think, like, it, because the, the song is talking sort of, like, it's a reflection, I think. Um, and so I thought it was cool to just, like, be in a house and, like, see kind of, like, your your past and, like, growing up and, like, having your family dinners and, like, your Christmases or whatever. And then, like, moving into, like, your more adolescent years and then, like, you know, young adult. Like I thought it was, I thought it was cool. And how he's kind of like a ghost, like reliving those moments throughout, throughout the house. I thought it was, it was definitely better than the other ones. Um, Still definitely, like you said, like wasn't on like the highest budget ever, but I still thought like, okay, you kind of like worked with what you could at the time and like did something at least a little bit more interesting than like standing in front of a screen and singing the song. Yeah. If I think it felt like conceptually on par with the album, but just like, not executed at the same level yeah yeah yep i agree and it's hard to watch that video now like effect wise and visually like that's what they could do in 2004 and having that video come out was like oh my god they made them into ghosts and look at how well they're like (laughs) integrating them in but like we're almost spoiled now with that type of technology so that's not the charm of it whereas in 2004 that was probably the big charm of it Mm -hmm. yeah that's true Yep. Still a solid album, though. <laughs> so good. So okay. good. All right. Let's fucking do it. 
So I want to propose that we maybe talk about this in a different way because everything is so visually driven. I'm okay with maybe talking about the songs and the videos together if that's how everyone feels about them. Sure. I feel like totally you guys had a very visceral reaction to the visuals. Emily, you haven't said much yet. I'm very interested to hear what you think. Um, but if there are other video lists songs we can also talk about them but i just feel like it's hard to separate the visuals from the music for don broke sure mm -hmm. well what was everyone's gems i guess let's start there mm -hmm. emily what was your gem uh, my gem was got to be you oh brett yeah. what was your gem um so i think i had a hard time deciding actually so um, hang on, let me pull up the track list. Tim, do you have yours? I do. All right, you go so I can pull up the track list. I okay. just have numbers like a uh, Mine was technology. Uh, I found it to be, and, and this will be a funny reason, but it sounds like uh, an anime card game opening. <laughs> 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 like I'm, I'm turning on Yu-Gi-Oh! And that's, I'm jamming out to that, which I don't know how to explain it other than just like the initial opening part mm -hmm. and, and maybe a bit of the chorus, but I, I don't know. That's just what mentally I was like, Hey, this would be perfect on like Yu-Gi-Oh or something like that. Beyblade. I don't know. I don't know why I saw it, but that's just what clicked. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. I don't Genius. know if I was way off or if I was no. like, yeah. <laughs> that's um, amazing. Mine, mine was almost come out to LA, but it stresses me out for a reason we can talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, it's, just, it's just me. Uh, but I think mine's pretty. Mm. Um, okay. Because it has, I'm a huge sucker for an instrumental hook. Like when you can create like a riff or a sound that is somehow the chorus and like everything builds up to just that one riff and then drops out and you're just kind of like bouncing with it. That's like, I'm I don't know. I like that structure a lot. And the whole song I just found was like, um, I don't know, the, the way the verses broke down and it was just like kind of a, uh, a, a broken down guitar with drums and vocals. And then the, that instrumental hook was like so big and loud. I just really like that sort of uh, dynamic. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was like hooked throughout that entire thing. That was my favorite. Mm. Yeah. Pretty was a good one too. I liked that yes. song. Jen, what's your gem? Greatness. Mm. That was this close, too. Mm -hmm. That was in my top five for sure. And I, a big part of it is definitely because of the video. Mm -hmm. um, but like, uh, the song is just like you. You shouldn't like the song. Like I always, I'm like, this is hokey. This is hokey. There's cowbell in this. Like, yep, so much. why do I like this song so much? I love the cowbell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's a great oh. song. Like, mm -hmm. it's their sense is of it a cowbell or yes. is it woodblock? Like, is it cowbell? It's a cowbell. It is okay. <laughs> they did that live. It's a cowbell. I'm like, it could be. It's real woodblocky. Like, I don't know. But I, those I, hokey instruments, those like yeah. music class instruments that you're yeah. like, they make you play, and you're like, my favorite band. Blink-182 would never play a fucking cowbell. Well, I've right. grown up and now Don Brokaw plays a fucking cowbell. Right. It's. <laughs> I feel like a band like this, it's almost when you, like, all right, this is an untried analogy, but let's see if I can make it work. I feel like it's when you're the new kid at school and you think you found, like, your new group of friends, but one yeah. of them's, like, super sarcastic and you don't know if they hate you or not yet. Mm -hmm. And then when you start to get their sense of humor, you're like, oh... 
totally like they're my best friends now because they they know what they're doing when they use that much cowbell in a song like they're yeah. not unaware and at first you're like am i in on this joke or are these guys like trolling me like i don't right. know are that's kind of how the whole album feels though right the yes, whole album exactly. feels that way yeah feels like that's a trick Yes, it does. But I think a lot of people think that, especially when they see them, they're like, oh my God, these stupid ass bros, yeah, like these idiots, but they <laughs> are like really smart. Like underneath yeah. it all, oh, yeah. it's like, this is all intentional and it's working for a reason. And no one knows why it's working. And it's, everyone's very confused in the music scene about them for the last couple of years. Why do we yeah. love them so much? What the hell is this? But it's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. I thought the live videos um, or the videos that had live footage to me honestly brought some of it home. I was like, oh, man, seeing them live as a full band and just like, I don't know, emoting these crazy sounds that I can't understand. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is like a whole experience. Like I bet seeing them live, it's like I I guess you mentioned it earlier. It kind of like clicks. It's like, all right, I I get what this is. Like I'm in now. I'm into it. Yeah. Definitely. And I think we'll talk about it, but I think that is the magic of their live videos and why I'm not so mad about them having so many, whereas usually I'm like, okay, like one or two, I guess, but theirs right. are like, they, they just capture it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, touch on got to be you. Cause that one doesn't have any visuals and yeah. I'm interested as to why you picked it. Um, I mean, I, this song just like stood out to me the most musically on the album. Cause it was just kind of the softest. And I really liked his voice in this in this song too. But it's also like very sad and like dingy. This song because he's literally saying yeah. like, "I want you to use me." <laughs> like a terrible. <laughs> that's a terrible yeah. feeling. Um, but I love the juxtaposition of that. Like I love a sad song like that, but also just like this really just ugly. These ugly lyrics happening at the same time, and I thought that it was just really well done. Um, I think that's kind of why I why I liked it. It sort of feels like he's just like preoccupied preoccupied with like the way of the world, and then you just end at this. Like he's preoccupied with the, with the way of the world in the rest of the album, and you end kind of at this song where he's just like like feeling sort of lonely in a way. And I think everybody's kind of been there where you're like, I just want someone to like hold me right I, I don't care who it is I don't care what it is like I just I want to feel that way and I don't care like even what the outcome is and that's kind of like what he's saying here but that's also such like a dangerous thing to play with because you know that you're going to be hurt somewhere because it's either not going to be permanent and it's just temporary um, and I think that's what he's saying so I thought that was I mean so much it goes so much deeper than just like what he's saying on the surface and that's with every single song I think that he's <laughs> that he's written um but yeah I just thought it was really cool the way that um you know it's it's softly you know introduced but with these like really deep meaningful lyrics on top of it (laughs) yeah I was gonna say in context with the rest of the album I think that also feels like oh man he's going through something because the rest of it was like this out of control character that's Mm -hmm. literally hard to keep up with yeah. And I don't know, it's like the it's like the class clown having like a really depressed moment is like what it yeah. felt like to yeah. me, like way down, you know? Yeah, exactly. And 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 that just like I think that's kind of the point that he's making is yeah. that there's this surface level to everybody. 
and mm-hmm. and then there's everything underneath and like you can be the bro who posts pictures of your cool bod on instagram and you can like be the bro in the like perfect relationship with your pretty girl but like underneath it all like you're still just fucking lonely like doesn't yeah. matter here's the you could you know and we talked we've talked about this so much i feel like this is a concept that comes up every single time we talk about music jen and i and it just like it's the tie between every single human like you could you could have everything you wanted in life and Anytime you ever look for something to fulfill you, you're just going to end up in the same spot. I think that's what the song is. Hmm. Well, and it's interesting that you specifically said, and I didn't realize this until right now, but you said that like, this is him talking to himself or just like, this is like a very personal moment as opposed to like the craziness of the world around. And then Brett said something about the craziness of the world around and how everything feels so out of control. And I think that this song is the only one that is written in like first person perspective and yeah. it's just someone by themselves. And it's quite interesting that it, it does musically like close in, mm-hmm. whereas everything else is crazy. And so much of this album is about like society and choices other people make and just like the craziness and that yeah. kind of lines up with the chaos. But like this one song is like where it closes in and you're just in this corner of the universe with this one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah, I didn't need a visual because it was, you know, the easiest to kind of envision of all the other ones. <laughs> Why did you choose greatness, Jen? Um, I'll save that for when we go closer to the video. Okay. Um, but I, I just think it's a it's a pretty powerful song. It's a I don't know, I kind of like the concept of like it's this whole fight with this person's like, you're dragging me down. Like you can be better than this. Like I'm better than this. You're literally dragging me down. Like, and it's, it's just this like weird kind of struggle. Um, but like sonically, it's such a weird song, yeah. but it's so catchy. Mm. Like it's so catchy. It's, it's a great pump up song. I think this would be like such an interesting walk up song for baseball. <laughs> oh my I guess, god like you have to heavily censor it but it would be really funny right yeah it's like it's just it's kind of a power song there i think it's to a, be power a wrestler song. who walks out to this there's oh, no that chance that would be so good because oh it's a delusional that... high and yeah. i think yeah. wrestling is an interesting way to look at this like a yeah. wwe like yeah it's yeah. such a fucking delusional high like great to, <laughs> yeah. to ins- put greatness on yourself is like that's a move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it almost like in that song, it almost feels like he's convincing himself. Like if I'm, yes. um, I don't know, like Emily and I have talked about some stuff like this and it's kind of been a theme in, in my life recently is like trying to, to try to like create anything and have confidence about it is like kind of a mystery to me, but it's also a mystery why creative people are not confident about the things they do. Cause we want to do it. And like a big part of art is sharing it. It's just this whole like cyclical thing. So there are moments where I feel like I have to convince myself that I want something bigger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like the intensity of this chorus to me almost sounds like not just the like, cause there are songs where it's like simply bravado. Like it's literally like, I am this, I am great. I am whatever. This song almost sounds like he's like convincing himself. Like, this is what I want. Like, this is what I have to have kind of thing. And I don't know if that makes sense, but it feels like a slight difference in like 
com- what he's communicating. I very I'm going to level with you. That. Yes. That's yeah. like th- that delusion that you have to put on yourself to like mm-hmm. keep creating and reach for those bigger things. You really do have to be like, I'm the fucking best person in the world and no one can do what I'm doing. This is why I have to do it. And this is why it's going to work. And that's really mm-hmm. the only way that you can push yourself forward. And it's so weird and foreign, but it works. And that's where I find pockets of the song. He is actually believing himself. And like, I absolutely have been like, I can't get out of my own head. And like, I sometimes turn to the song and I'm like, no bitch, do it. Do it. (laughs) 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 So I love that you pulled the same thing from it. um, Cause I think that this song just like provides that so well. Yeah. It's the Superman concept where like yes. this is a bathroom stall before your big meeting where you have to speak to all the like big wigs and you put your hands on your hips and you go, I am great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come out of the stall and you do the meeting and you kill it. Like yeah. it's the same concept. It's like the, you, if you put yourself there and like believe in yourself, like you'll, you'll go out there and like crush it. <laughs> yeah. Tim, I want to hear more about how you felt about technology because that was almost my gem it's it was mostly a nostalgic feeling i guess i love that because associating it with the the anime opening i guess made me just feel like (laughs) like i've heard it before or like uh and this is kind of weird but at the end of like pokemon episodes sometimes they would play specific music relevant to just pokemon in general so this felt like it would be at the end of an anime i was watching uh, I, I don't cool. know why, but, and this might be a little weird. I got a little Ricky Martin from it. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this was my initial hearing experience. Yeah, of course. And, and I, I wrote down in my notes, Ricky Martin rock. That's, that's, that's what hit me when I, hit, when I heard it initially. And that's, that's not watching music videos. It's not doing anything with it. Now seeing the music videos, it's like a completely different band. Yeah. yeah. Completely yeah. different. It is so, it's crazy how much a single video can change my, because now every time I listen to that song, Ricky Martin rocks gone. It's, it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. No more Ricky Martin rocks. No more. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's so enjoyable throughout. There isn't a part of the song where I wasn't like digging it. I wasn't just having a great time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's a little bit of the nostalgia um, because how I associate it with, the anime and a little bit living la vida look exactly <laughs> a little bit of Rick and martin <laughs> but yeah i don't i don't know i don't know why i gotta let's do it again because <laughs> for whatever i want to know what you're talking about <laughs> oh the video is crazy video all, all the videos we should mm-hmm. just jump into the video you want to jump we into the video to. yeah uh, yeah i feel like i feel like the album itself because for me personally about maybe probably after tightrope i really started falling off i enjoyed great i agree but i feel like it just listening to it was just not i wasn't digging it i was getting pretty like okay it's a long yeah. album it, it's long yeah it's very but, long but having the videos associated with the songs it it gave me a greater appreciation and now i want to re-listen to the second half to see if now that i like i get them a little bit mm. more will those songs speak to me more yeah yeah I think this is what happens when you let a band or I don't really know if there was like a drop in label and they had just had all this material, but they had been like writing this for like three or four years. Yeah. Wow. 
So I and think it was like because they were going on tour and like yeah, ooh. too much time. Right, and like right. you add too much, and I almost wonder because I agree with you. Like there's songs towards the end of the album that like are 100 not my favorite, mm-hmm. and I'm like, did you just like stick these in? Like you know, was all of the strong, especially the video songs, were those really like the base of this album? And then like the other ones, you just like couldn't stop, so you keep adding and adding and adding. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's hard. This is one of those albums where like it just is such a strong first half. Mm-hmm. and then you kind of lose towards the end yeah but yeah we can talk about the videos yeah <laughs> so do um, we want to talk about the story we want to do it that way and kind of i don't know if anyone watched, watched them. oh yeah. like watch okay. sequence mm-hmm. well even watching them out of sequence were you able to kind of like go back in your mind and like figure out a a thread through them i was yeah because i didn't okay. watch them in order i don't know what the hell okay. i was doing i was just like clicking links and making sure i clicked everyone <laughs> just to see yeah that's a good way to do it well because pretty was like it was wild it was the best it was <laughs> yeah. so it's funny that that was, it was. my favorite song because that video is like totally i knew you would love that video, that video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i was like this is way too good yeah well and did you uh, read sorry, all this not... stuff um let's let's talk about pretty first because the, there was no order that was just what I decipher is the order. And like, sure. as you can see, it's kind of a daunting task to like hand this to someone and be like, understand it. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to like give everyone a guideline in case yeah. they were feeling like really crazy. Um, but Pretty was the second uh, video to come off of this album, I believe. So like everyone was smacked in the face with that weirdness anyway. So mm-hmm. that was your favorite? For me, yeah. Yeah, it was it was just so like I was so it was just so it was out of control. Like the song itself <laughs> was wild and then and just had like an energy about it. And then the video was so like so violent and just kept going and going and like every time something crazy happened, like it just it something crazier would happen. I and like halfway through the video, I was like what's going on? How did I get here? This is wild. How did all these people agree on making this? Like, it's so crazy. And I was, and it's back to like what I was saying at the beginning where I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I just respect that this exists. And I also really enjoyed it as like a storyline. And there's a comedy, there's like an underlying comedy to everything this band does, Mm -hmm. whether it's something like, it doesn't matter if it's something horrifying you're looking at or something just super out of control. Like, it all had this underlying comedy to it. Like there's a wit to everything. And I don't know how they communicated that, but they did, at least to me. Did you read about how they rolled this video out too? Was this the wedding one? Yeah. Yeah. They faked everyone out for like a month. That That was so crazy. Did you read that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Explain, (laughs) go go ahead. So was it the the bassist? They invited- Yes. Yeah. invited it was just an open invite everyone it was a like a live stream link wedding oh my god (laughs) but it was the the video yes so at what point did they pick up that it was the video like when they got there yeah Yeah. so for a month everyone was like why the hell are we just invited like to the basis wedding they made this nice invite in these two pictures and it really was the girl from the video and tom the bassist yeah and it was like so and so and so and so are getting married. You're invited to watch, and they were still. Um, I think they were on the state champs tour at this point, so that was like 
I believe that was their first ever U.S. tour. So they did have a really big following in Britain before what's happening in the U.S. is happening. Like in Britain, it's wild. They're like, bring me the horizon level over there. People like really mm-hmm. care. Here, they're starting to get more. But watching this as an American, it was weird because you were like, well, I guess that's sweet, but like that's weird and random. And literally for a month, everyone was like, okay, like here's this like invite, like music outlets were like, we're all invited to Tom's wedding and then everyone yeah, well, like clicked on the link that day and saw the pretty video and it was not what they expected that article <laughs> being titled like what the hell are tom broke off to is my yeah. favorite because i'm like okay we're not the only ones who like clearly the perspective is like what are they doing like mm-hmm. at all times in an interested way like these guys yeah. are crazy like you don't even know what to expect from them which is so cool i mean that's hilarious yeah well they just did it again a couple weeks ago yeah so they're rolling out the new album and this is where it's like now is the time to jump on so for like um the last three weeks before this video came out they started doing instagram posts that rob had joined a boxing club and um like a real (laughs) boxing club people knew what this was somewhere in england that they had taken him on and he was going to be part of the team and he's training he's really excited and then he started a beef with I don't know that I think his nickname is like the Rhino. Apparently he's like a really well-known fighter. Um, and he like started a beef with this guy and they were like, yeah, all right, we're going to fight. And everyone was like, what? Like you're a new fighter. This guy's a, like a legend. Like what the hell is going on? But it was all like, had nothing to do with Don Broco. It was all real. And this guy, this other fighter was like also commenting on Rob's page and being like, I'm going to beat you up. And like it was just like beef back and forth. They did a, con- a press conference and this other guy like pulled Rob's hair and they like scuffled. Oh my God. And they were Jeez. like, the live stream is coming. And this real fight club, this like real club was like, this is our fight. Like this is real. And then everyone clicked on the link that day and it was it was like a new video that was like boxing wow. themed. But they, the poor really fighter clear. legendary guy has terrible fans because they were not having it. Oh, so like, no. Yeah, they like, so they, they wanted like, it to be this? real. This is so stupid. Um, yeah, but it like they they do this. So now that this is happening again. That's, that's like so yeah. much work. That's so much. I know. <laughs> to organize all that. That's crazy. And so much coercion for outside people. Like the wedding right. wasn't, but like clearly they're like leveling up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just right. in the business of fooling everyone. I think it's funny. I think I love it's, that. Genius. it's exciting. And I think that's yeah. why the wedding was funny. And I'm glad they did that, even though like they didn't have as big of a fan base now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes, it's in line with everything that this album is kind of about, right? Which is like this, this mentality of like falling in line and like yeah. what technology and social media does to you. So he's playing that. Like he's Damn. literally playing that on people. Yeah. Oh, you want to like, this thing's going to happen. And then he's just like, actually, I just want to promote my music. And you guys are all fucking <laughs> Oh followers. man, You're yep. all a bunch of followers. Mm-hmm. Bunch of so, nerds. Yep. So I'm like, oh, that's so smart. Like that's that is literally smart. so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow, yeah, that's right. just like a really, it's a really unique way of thinking. And the fact that it's like a group of people organizing that, like it's hard to find like-minded people to that degree, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, it just feels like a dangerous group of people. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's know? manipulative, yeah. 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 
That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Um, it's think, kind of like performance art. Like, yeah, I think yeah. that's also mm -hmm. why I respect them so much because mm -hmm. I think it's hilarious that they've they've done this, they've bridged this gap into like a different type of of art, which is performance yeah. art. Something we're not really like seeing nowadays. That was a bigger thing in like in the sixties and seventies, um, but like we're definitely not seeing it in the music industry, and they're bringing it to us in the music yeah. industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, freaking wild. I think I shared this with. Oh yeah, no, both of you. I shared this with both of you that I watched these videos before I went to bed. And had oh to yeah, I didn't have the context oh, at no. the time. Yeah, <laughs> and had to wake up at five in the morning the next day, and I was like, "Why did I do this to myself?" <laughs> like, oh no, I was yep. like, literally nightmare fuel. Like, I'm going uh, yeah. to have crazy. Yeah, it's like I one but... normal video. No. no, like they're all just no. unsettling. Yeah, they feel like like. A hidden VHS tape you find yep. on eBay, and it's like, don't yes. watch if you yes. You know, yeah. but it's they're cool. They're really, they really, are. they're well done. They're like um, action. Action had such a crazy music video oh, because yeah. it was a toy commercial. Yeah, yeah. but it yeah. was just it was off the wall. So I really that that was my favorite aspect it. of all of this was watching those music videos because the production was just it was so fun. It was so fun to yeah. watch. Yes, thank God that the like toys didn't actually like I was so first of all have you guys ever seen have you seen Kablam yeah yes. yeah that was Kablam this was Action League now yep yes yes I was like okay and that no and that freaked me out so bad because that was the only show on Kablam I couldn't watch because really I, I can't oh. do it I oh, couldn't God. do it I couldn't yeah do it. I couldn't watch the creepy uh who was the girl that was like it was like paper animated? Angela oh, wow. Anaconda. Yeah. Oh, that, that that's one too. Yeah. That freaked me out a little bit. I that liked that one. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I know. I still watched it, but I I watched it like what like with the blanket. <laughs> I just liked Kablam. I feel like I had to watch it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that, well, let's talk me. about action some more because I I you uncomfortable <laughs> i didn't think about that at all when i when i was thinking about these things but like sure you didn't it's 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 deep in there that's what it is because it's unsettling <laughs> to like someone that doesn't bother unsettling. so i mean incredible though like that video is nuts the fact that they got tillian pearson to like come down and be killian mm -hmm. as like a a real person yeah, and yeah. then they did have the other features except for Taka because he lives in Japan. Sure. So I'm assuming that was like the, the problem. But they had the guy from Issues and Caleb Shomo also mm. in the video. Did you catch that? Yeah. And the toys go crazy. I liked mm -hmm. that. I, I yeah. thought that was clever, like a, a very clever way to put them in. I like that they featured uh, Killian slash Tillian more because he is on the whole song where everyone else is only on once. But I thought it was like so clever to have them be crew members. Oh yeah, and even that having that many features feels like a joke. Yes. You know what I mean? Like even that, like reading action and then like thirty-seven names. I was like, <laughs> is it, how long is this song? Like how could there be time? <laughs> like I feel like everything they do is like let's get seven features on this song. That'll yeah. be hilarious, and everything is intriguing. Like yeah. so to have them all on the video. Like I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it was wild. I don't and all the dolls' heads on I the don't. on the. 
That, How that do we feel me. about? <laughs> you know, I wasn't scared by a lot of things, but that specifically. Tim's not a dolls guy. No, I don't like dolls. <laughs> Uh, well, they, they maybe weren't dolls, though, because they were some sort of alien egg situation coming from the cowboy. No. <laughs> <laughs> they were goblins. They were goblins. Oh, no. Hellier. Not your... <laughs> it's me. It all comes back to Hellier. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I want more. I want less, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's go back to the beginning of this saga, or what I think is the beginning, um, which would be the everybody video, where we start mm-hmm. to see this like weirdo cowboy universe unfold. Yeah. That was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, and clearly, like, I mean, it's brainwashing. Like, that's what's happening here. Um, and I thought, and I thought that in the song too. So the fact that they like really were able to solidify that in this and just do it in a way that is just so fucked up um and so uncomfortable the dance yeah dance and just and he keeps coming back that cowboy you can't get rid of him right yeah like all the videos and uh yeah he's and i loved it i loved it yeah yeah that one in particular that was that was the first one i saw and that uh uh it it set the tone and at that moment like after finishing that video i was like oh i get these guys mm-hmm. like i i understand yeah they yeah. like it they they have fun mm-hmm. they do now you can follow that cowboy on instagram if you want mm-hmm. he does have an instagram <laughs> which is an instagram he seems yep. like a great guy you cowboy have to 24 be. 7 you have yeah. to be a great guy he, in order to like... he definitely seems like he's into it i know he lives in georgia because this whole video company that they worked with for everything is a company out of atlanta mm-hmm Somewhere it might be oh, okay. um, smaller town Atlanta, but they're called Dominaire Films, and the cowboy came from their group of actors or whatever. But it's so funny that they just kind of like picked up this guy for a whole album cycle, and you know he's in the videos. We'll talk about how they kind of interact him with like in real life um, with the live shows, but like it's wild that he's a thread through everything they do visually in this yeah. album yeah just some guy right they're that they decided they needed as a visual accompaniment like, for the entire need- cycle yes yeah. he was like sounds good i have nothing to do for like three years of my life i'm good yeah right i'm ready to go let's do it <laughs> or more for than real. that because he was i think they the everybody video came out in 2016 or 2017 so he's had been around through like 2016 yeah three years 2016 through 2019 crazy that's insane I like mm-hmm. to imagine that he was just like a really huge John Broco fan. And he's like, I'll do anything for you. And they were like, okay, well, we need somebody to dress up like a fucking cowboy and do this weird yeah. ass dance. He's like, done. Done. Yeah. Got it. Like, I don't know. They're the type care. of band who would have that kind of fan. They would. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I will literally do anything for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, he- and he did. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Come Out to LA video is besides the action video i don't know they're all so fucking weird but the come out to la video is wild something else that song the reason that was almost one of my favorites but it isn't is um like i anytime i hear a song that's about 
going to LA because that's where you have to go to like experience things stresses me out because it makes me feel pressured. Like I have to go there. But that's what that song wants you to feel like. Exactly. Then I saw the video (laughs) and I was like, because when I heard it on the album, I was still at the point of like trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know if this is like a tongue in cheek. Like, are they playing on the idea? Is this sarcastic? Is it ironic? And then I watched the video and I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I see what's happening here. So that was funny because it was just a completely different experience to watch the video than to hear the song. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good, it's like a really outlandish satirical take right. on how much they fucking hate the whole industry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It, I was going to say it's a, it's kind of like that, the grooming of the front man, you know, if you have this, like this pretty boy that like gets up on stage and like sings your songs and like, it's very much like a robot. And then he literally turns into this like Frankenstein, like robot Terminator I don't even know what you want to call it. Like, Robot. Robot. Right. Robot. Yeah, yeah. We have yes. a, a character in the series is born. Yeah. Because they can't let go of this pretty guy. So they reanimate his corpse and they turn him into a robot. Right. Mm-hmm. For realsies. And yep. then he melts. And then he Yeah, melts. man, the melting. <laughs> then he melts. When they were pouring him into the grave, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll have a sip. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, don't stop filming. Keep filming it. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But I feel like that's also another play on like how society just like films everything. Like terrible. Film everything. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And if it's like someone's death, like film it. Yeah. Or deteriorating pop stars like Britney Spears. Like Mm -hmm. we watch these people just sink down. Free Britney, Don Broke Britney. If anyone could do it, it's them. If anyone could, <laughs> seriously. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. I thought it was. Yeah. It's. I love that everything has just ties right back to like the statements that they're making. Mm-hmm. So it's just so smart. They're so smart. They are. I feel like it's it's so hard to write a whole song that's delivering one thing by saying a different thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who how you do that, uh, but they somehow did that. Like. I know they don't mean what they're saying in that song somehow. Like everything they mean is actually translating to me. And I mean, they've com- they completely 100% deserve whatever cult following they have because they, they're they the type of band that I'm like, I, I don't know what they're going to do next, but I'm 100%. Like, I literally don't know. That's why I'm curious because I have no idea what they would do next. Mm-hmm. No idea. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. <laughs> That's the fun of it. That's the fun yeah. of it. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, cause what they're doing now, I won't give away too much more than I already have, but like, it's, we're in a different universe. Like mm. something we're, we're on a, we're on a different storyline. There's no cowboy right now. Like other things are happening. So it's interesting to watch them not fizzle out that all of this great work is continuing in a different way, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing that was really amazing to me is that before I had watched the videos and you're reading through the lyrics and like kind of like developing your understanding of like what's happening here is that it can very easily translate to and this kind of goes back to like what we talked about in greatness but like you know is there some air of arrogance here where this person's saying like 
oh, I'm better than everybody because I don't use technology in the same way that everyone else does. Or like, Mm -hmm. I'm better than everyone because I have this like heightened sense of awareness and sense of self. Mm. And you're just like, really, this guy is going to write an album about how technology is bad. We all know this. Like, we all know, like, yeah. what, like, why, really, like, you're writing an album. But then you're like, okay, because then there's moments where he's saying, like, I'm caught up in this. Or there's moments where he's saying, like, you know, and he's just making a parody out of just this life that we live. And he's doing right. it in a way that's so smart and so calculated and so artistic and just very well done. It's this, it ends up being this masterpiece. I think they are good, genuine people. Oh, for sure. They really have this feeling that they're not these like stupid bros that you you might think they are You can't be. You can't be with this sense of being like this good and not Mm -hmm. losing the message somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, let's touch on that technology video then because- we literally have someone fucking like filming the goddamn alien invasion. Yeah. The end of the world. They can't put their phone down. Yep. Like that was a that was a clever way to do that video. It was. To do a live video. Yeah. Yeah, it was smart. Yeah. It was like maybe the most straightforward conceptually of any other videos, yeah. but it was just as impactful. It was like, you know what's happening, but because of the simplicity of the concept, it makes everything else that happens throughout the video like oh my gosh, even through this, even through this, even through that, this is out of control. Like, so the message just gets like driven home over and over and over again. The That's things really good. that that person holding the phone goes through too. <laughs> yeah. They get dropped from an alien ship it's, into a car, yeah. into a car. Like, it's insane. It really is. But it's like, it's true. Mm-hmm. People will not pull away from their phone for anything. No, bro. You know how many views that video would get? <laughs> Six. <laughs> well, and he's scrolling on Instagram while this is happening and he's seeing instagram posts of other people like taking pictures of aliens and bad things so it's like this weird inception that Mm -hmm. it's not just what's in front of him through the camera lens he's on social media like watching this play out too while it's also happening in front of him the whole thing is like just so good though yeah it's just really immersive Mm -hmm. like everything they did everything i watched and listened to i was just like oh man there's a whole like world to experience here yeah Mm -hmm. because they pick up so well so it's like you have come out to la technology and greatness and those three videos 100 percent are like one short film to me Mm -hmm. so greatness we see someone like digging up the grave of where they dumped all the robot liquefaction Where they poured him, Where they poured and, him and then yeah. you see these characters of the end of the world. And now yeah. we have this infamous dance that is like a, a, a big thing mm-hmm. um, where everyone's doing this greatness dance. But I think that's like the charm of it too, is that the messages are all awesome, but like they, it, there's like a, it's just this movie, like this. Yeah. It yeah, is a world. It has full credits at the end of like everyone involved. So, yeah. you know, it's like, they're interconnected. They, yeah. they well, and you see the bride and you see, mm-hmm. you know, cowboys in there too, but a lot of the other characters, the manager is also in yep. there. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I love that they, they stuck with the same like group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I, I liked that. They also, they had like parodies of other movies involved in that video, which I thought was yeah. cool. I'm like, Oh, is it Mad Max? Is that what the movie's called? And then there was, mm-hmm. 
Game of Thrones in there. And I was like, oh man, like this is smart how they're doing this. So I'm like, yeah. I love that they are including like things in pop culture, which like, and just making it kind of this ridiculous, like all out brawl um, that turns into a ridiculous dance, which I yeah, love. Yeah. So. Well, the father-son robot cowboy moment, I think is just so yeah. funny. Like <laughs> yeah. the way they just kind of bring those characters together. Yeah. And that the, they don't take themselves seriously. And I think that scene is like a big testament to that. Yes. Yeah. I definitely let go of any sort of like, like feeling of like, who are these people when they just start the entire band is doing this ridiculous dance and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they don't care. Like, mm-hmm. they're doing this because they love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no pretentiousness. It's exactly. like, straight, just like, this is funny. We think this is funny. And it, there's no point in which any of them look like they're not into it. Whereas, like, maybe the video with the killers, they it's clear to see that they like weren't into that treatment. But like mm-hmm. Don Broco, like they probably sat in on those like treatment writing sessions and they were like, yes, yes, yep, and let's do yep. this and let's do that and let's add mm-hmm. in this. And I want to do this, even though right. it's gonna be ridiculous. And I, I respect that. I think that's like they just take ownership of everything that's coming out of their camp and they're not in a position to be like, oh, well, you know, that flopped. And like, we had nothing to do with that because it's so clear they're connected to everything they're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> did, we, did we do it? We pretty much did it. I mean, I think, I think that was a good first intro to, to DB and a great reflection on Hot Bus. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling? Yeah. Confused? Feeling good. Get confused, but good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I've learned a lot more. Yeah. You yeah. Know, ha- having, like, listening to everyone else's, everyone's perspective, uh, I'm glad I didn't just not understand it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, what am I listening to? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it, it was good. I feel good. What's super weird yeah. for me is even though I had a history with one and not with the other, I have the same amount of familiarity as far as discographies go. The Killers was one of those weird instances for me where I got super in a hot bus and never listened to any of their other records. And Don Broco is just brand new to me. So like now I feel like I have both bands to explore, even though Mm -hmm. one I have like a a long history with, I just never followed, like other than singles and stuff like that. Um, But I, yeah, I just have these like two universes to explore now, I feel like. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Big time, because things get crazy with the killers, and things yeah. are getting really crazy with John Broco. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, yeah, I like that about both artists. Is mm-hmm. there's just this unending world that you're immersed in. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's what's so fun for me and Jen about doing these this type of like deep dive. Every time I walk away from an episode, I'm like. Now I'm hooked for life. Like I, yeah. like I literally don't have a choice at that point because yeah. you've just dedicated the time to be like, what does this mean? And what does that like, what are they right. saying here? And like, let me look at everything and think about every like visual aspect of this and the album art and like, what's the last song and what song sucked and what does that mean? Like 
everything you're thinking about and then you're just like well now i have to fucking follow them for the rest of my life and then your right. music <laughs> your music just like what you listen to on a daily basis isn't just, like it's not that anymore it's oh this person came out with a new album i need to listen to that and it's like just gets bigger and bigger and yep. bigger for all these different reasons right not just <laughs> like oh you know what i'm gonna throw this album on because i like it it's like research all the time now like that's how my <laughs> brain works now yeah it's cool. I'm so glad we're, you guys were able to experience this like with us. Yeah. Um, it's been really interesting for me. I've really loved seeing how you both have done things so differently from each other. Um, and like what your separate takeaways have been for me, like, it's been really cool. Cause you're the only two other people out there that we've brought through this process. So yeah. it's been, it's been a cool experiment. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> for thanks for standing it. Thanks for letting us be the, ex- the uh, experiment. It I was love, really good. I love being the first of anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're the first. <laughs> it's it's you're great. The first. Yeah. This Super has been fun. awesome. So thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank hope, you guys. I hope it was bearable and. Oh, a hundred percent. It was great. It was so easy. Cool. I like yeah. that. We try to be easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And cheesy. Sorry and about thank that. you for your patience. This was a lot. I'm looking at the clock and this was a lot. I know. It took up a lot of your time. Like champs. It's all right. We would have. What time is it? We probably still would have been recording. We probably still yeah. would have been. Yeah. We planned it okay. perfectly. It's all oh, good. Okay, good. Excellent. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, right. this, is, this is great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, yay. Oh, I can't wait to edit this. Well, to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I would love we'll that. <laughs> yep. We got to do that. No, yeah. that would be, that would be amazing. <laughs> we'll do that for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just let us know. Okay, fine. Okay, great. Cool. Okay. All right. Awesome. Whatever. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Records. Audio engineering is by Emily McLeod, and graphics are by Jen Evans. Let's Talk Records is part of the Trainwreck Entertainment Network. Thanks for listening in to this podcast. This show is part of the Trainwreck Entertainment Podcast Network. For more content, go check out trainwreck.com. You know, you might just find something else on there that you like. That you like. That you like.